The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I almost feel like the opposite could happen. It could take the pressure off. Exactly. Go, you have nothing it. to lose. Let's ruin the Packers You're here. I wasn't going to call this play on third and seven. Yeah. But now, f- it. We're not going to be playing next week anyways. Let's go for it. Boom. What up, everybody? Week 18. Yes, playoff edition. The Lions are not in the playoffs, but we're going to start off the show talking about them. Look at Mr. Captain Detroit over here, Ahmed Farid. He's got his hoodie on. It's a cool hoodie. I like it. Thank you. Yeah, it's nice. It really is. Um, goes well with our colors and Chris Sims on button. Actually. Um, that was fun last night. And we had the what that did kind of happen last night. Would they have called a third and 18 flea fl- uh, hook and ladder? I know. Right? That was maybe they've maybe. done a lot they of things might. like I that. Know, it's, it's hard to say that with the Lions. They're 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 a little crazy, but that was fun. I know you didn't listen to me because you I, picked the Packers to I win, did. right? Yeah. And a lot of people did. I was surprised that America picked Detroit. Yeah, I was too. America's pick fifty five percent. Way right. to go, America! Way to go, America! They know what's going on. Uh, that was awesome. That was our Super Bowl. Detroit Lions. I'm proudly wearing my Detroit Lions. I've never done this on the pod. No, right? you I've always been professional. Yeah. Pretty much. I've been a journalist. For the most part. Right. A host yeah. journalist. Right. Impartial. Yes. Right. Very. You know, I hate the Bears. I've yeah. let that be known. <laughs> My love of the Detroit Lions. But outside of that, I've been professional. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I was watching that game. It took a while to get over watching Seattle win in overtime. Yeah. Like, that was you. like 20 hard minutes. That hurt. It, it was hurt. like, okay. It's I fell for you guys then, too. Even though, like, I like like Seattle and their story. There was a part of me a little bit. It was like, oh, I you know wouldn't mind seeing them lose just so our game had a little more drama. Yeah. Uh, but man, you guys, uh, you guys are fun to watch, and that that's got to feel like good for you going into twenty twenty three and the jump off. One hundred percent. We're like right around the corner from being legit here. So I was like with the Detroit Lions. I was like, there are going to be two teams that feel the best at the end of the year. I think. I think it's going to be the Super Bowl winner, and I think it's going to be the Detroit Lions. I legitimately think that. I I, I I hear you. You lose in the Super Bowl, you're like, ah, oh, I was so close. Right. You lose in the championship game, you're like, that sucks. It's a heartbreaker. It's a heartbreaker. Right. Detroit Lions, they won their last game. They sent Aaron Rodgers to retirement. <laughs> well, we'll see. He might, he might, might have. But yeah. Damn. I mean, yes. I, I talked a little bit on like our Peacock postgame show last night to just go, all right, offensively. You need nothing. Like, you're good, right? Maybe they dabble with, like, a mid-round quarterback or something or take a flyer on a guy that, you know, hey, he's got something that's special and we can groom him behind golf for a few years. It's all about the defense now. It's just getting another pass rusher, another linebacker, another corner, you know. But, damn, you're going to have money to spend. You got the Rams – 
pick from the draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to have plenty of things to to make it happen here. That's what's exciting for it's the Lions. It's almost so good that it just, it, you're, it's almost like one of those things where you're like, wait, well, where, yeah, where's the rug the Lions pull? mess this up where's before? Where's the rug pull going to happen right. here? So we're going to get into that game yep. to begin with. Cool. We're also going to get into every game because that is every our promise. Game? Every game, our every promise. Every one of even, these <laughs> shitty fucking games from this week? <laughs> even the two, yeah. There's there's something to talk about in all of them, even the ones yeah, that, that didn't matter, which turned out to matter for the number one overall pick in right. the draft. So we'll talk about that. Yep. Everything, damn okay. Give me the headlines. Wild card preview. Uh, so we get a jam-packed pod. And for the first time, we will begin the pod with Give Me the Headlines, presented by Hyundai. Have I said how much we enjoy Hyundai? I Having them be part of the pod? You, you have. Well, you drive one, so I know that you Hyundai you're, Santa Fe. Yeah. Okay. So you're all in. Reliable. You're giving them money. Yeah, all yeah. we did. Yeah, no, we did. no longer. You've already right? done. You're done. You've paid. Like, yeah. You paid your debt there. Pink, but it's been such a good car, right? I've, I would consider getting another one. Okay, so look at you. Look at you. Hyundai we're sending those here. positive vibes out your way. What a uh, butt kisser this guy. So is. So this is give me the headlines. So what we do here is we we're, we're in charge of a newspaper. Yeah, and we still print. Right, we're still in maybe digital copies. Right. Why are you explaining this like nobody's ever heard this before? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll, we'll go with our Sunday night football game. The Lions defeat the Packers 20-16. to You give me the headline, Mr. Lions This fan. is mine. It is. Don't give me some bullcrap restore the roar or like re-bite kneecaps off. Like yeah. I, I, It's already been used yeah. this year, okay? I like restore the roar. Okay, what do you got there, that. Johnny Creativity? Could be something with Campbell, you know, Dan yeah. Campbell. But I'm going to just go with. Right. Gone smoking, you know, not gone fishing, you <laughs> right. know, because we sent the Packers gone. They're gone smoking. They're they, gone we smoking? smoked them, right? And now Aaron Rodgers can go smoking into the pasture, whatever he wants to do. <laughs> right. We'll get into Aaron Rodgers gone smoking. Is that right. good enough for yeah, you? That's good. I mean, you've had better. I know. I, I have a feeling that you, you know, you're, are you going to lay them to rest later too? They probably be, we'll see. So yes. we're going to celebrate exactly. them at the start and then celebrate their death later on in the show. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, they are. They have been eliminated. So yeah. that 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 stung as we just mentioned. But I'll tell you what, I, I have so much to say about the Lions because I don't know that I've had a team that I've felt this good about right. for all the reasons you mentioned, yeah. how close they are and what they need on defense and the offense is already there. But can I just, this is like an appreciation uh, tweet to, to Dan Campbell. Sure. I, I, I threw out there last night because like he's, he's a strong, confident coach. Yep who obviously relates to his players very well, Definitely. and they believe in him. Right. And he also has a kind of an aggressive, risk-taking style. Like, uh, of all the coaches, like that's a total package, right? N- maybe not the X's and O's. Right. I, the X's and O's are not bad here. Exactly. The defense has got a few little issues, but I think it's more talent than necessarily scheme. I, but, but, like, offensively, I mean, come on. It's one of the best put-together offenses in football. And I'm not even talking about the players, just the way the game is called. And I think Dan Campbell, you know, an ex-tight end, and I think the relationship with him and Ben Johnson, we saw Dan Campbell take over play calling last year. I think he's very much, you know, as far as the influence of this offense involved in that. So there is positives to that. And, I mean, yes, and I think the biggest thing is like what you said. He's turned around their frame of thinking there to winning frame of mind. And then, you know, within that, he is a guy that, as we've said many times this year, we, we would go play for right now and be like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it for Dan Campbell. Uh, and, and there is something to be said about that, and there's great value in that. And to keep that team motivated yeah. after just you know minutes earlier they had seen yeah. Seattle win that game. Right. And then I tweeted out because yeah. I had to regroup myself. Ooh. And so I, I tweeted out this picture. Uh, I've been using uh, some AI software to generate some pictures now. That's pretty cool. Look at that. I, I just typed in Aaron Rodgers made of cheese. 
Aaron Rodgers yeah. Rodgers made a cheese. And so. they gave me that picture. Wow. That's... And so I go, regroup, pick up the pieces, beat this cheese head. <laughs> Which is what you heard Melissa Stark talk to Dan Campbell. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, what's your motivation? How are you feeling? He's like, we don't want them to go. Yeah. We don't want the Green Bay sure. Packers to go. And like I mentioned. We're not going, but they're, they're not exactly. going either. Exactly. <laughs> and like I mentioned last week, I, I do feel like they played a little maybe freer, even freer than they normally do without that, that pressure. With I the think hook there and is something and, to that. Yeah. And all that. Yeah. And the Packers were tight. You could tell that, too. Definitely. You know, it, it's, it's, it seemed like the pressure got back on them a little bit. Uh, the Lions have a way of being free no matter what, and I think that is because of your coach. But, yes, then just with the, you know, the added, okay, we're not going to the playoffs, you could be a little bit more free. There's something to that, definitely. And, you know, again, I think there's a lot. Then you add in, wait, okay, the motivation just to kick the Packers out of the playoffs. But then I think the motivation of, like, some of the things we heard out of the Lions locker room this week from Deshaun Elliott and things like that. And I felt like there was, like, a true disrespect with the way Aaron Rodgers talked about oh, them yeah. after the year. Yeah, he said after their loss. After their lo- the first year. loss, excuse me, in week nine. Right? Yeah, he goes uh, to lose to a team like that. that right, Ooh. yeah, right. That's, you know, those are some harsh words. Guys are going to remember that. And of course, they turned it around, kind of right there and then. And uh, it, it just was—it's it's cool to see a team, you know, come out of nowhere. Not that we want to pass the torch to them, but I think we look at them and go, "Wait, we're going to pass the torch to them to go." It looks like they're going to be a major player in the NFC. And then the Packers, of course, are in limbo a little bit. And I think that's what's interesting about that game last night too. You know, first off, like the pressure, the situation, whatever. There's a few things we could talk about with Green Bay where I just go, you know, mistakes were made. I did not, you know me, going for it on fourth down early in the game. You know, your defense has been playing good lately, right? Like you're just going to give them the ball right there in field goal position. Uh, You're, you're, you know, not the greatest offense in the world to just say, oh, yeah, fourth and one and fourth and two, we can make it. We're the Chiefs, we're the Bills, whatever. I I did not love that. And then, you know, of course, some of the mistakes that were made as far as the fumble, you know, we had a missed field goal. Green Bay had some opportunities is what I'm saying to put extra pressure on Detroit. But they kind of buckled under the pressure, did not take advantage of opportunities. Yeah, And as the game went on, it just seemed like, you know, Detroit was – letting it fly a little bit more than Green Bay was. Quay Walker rejected after he pushed the trainer, yeah. which was uh, second which time was weird. he's been ejected. It was weird. It was weird. You know, he, here's one thing I'll say for him just in his defense. Sure. It's, it's a Georgia guy. He has crossover. He was trying to get over there to, like, see how the, it was, a friend of his was doing, I mm. think. Mm. I'm not That's condoning ever putting your hands on there. Yeah. But I think he was a little bit like checking on his friend, and then the trainer came and kind of gave him the elbow and pushed away, and he was probably like, hey, get your hands off me. But you, you can't do that. But yeah, uh, he's a young kid, and he'll learn from that. I, I don't think he's a bad guy. Uh, we saw Kirby Joseph, uh, the third pick of Aaron Rodgers this year. Gosh. DB. Uh, that was, this is a good draft for the Lions, too, because you got Jamison Williams, yep. who made that big play. That he, he played very sparingly yeah, down the stretch. Yeah, they're still bringing him along, and that was smart. explosiveness. You, yeah, you see it. Aiden Hutchinson, Joseph, uh, their tight end, James Mitchell, James Houston. Uh, that's a good draft class for the Lions. Brad yeah. Holmes did a good job. He did a really good job. Uh, with Detroit there. Uh, one one play that I was so interesting to me was you saw at the end of the game, too, where the Packers jumped off. It was a short yardage situation. What was it, second and one or whatever? It was a second and one before the two-minute warning. They're going to try to pull. Let's jump off sides yes. and get a free timeout where the clock will stop. They'll accept it. Yes. And now it's first down again. Instead of them being able to get a first down and our timeout's not matching up quite way with downs and the two-minute warning, they tried to do the old Mike Vrabel there. Yeah. 
But Dan Campbell went, no, no, no. Yeah. We'll decline that shit, keep the clock running, yep. we'll take second and one again, which was very smart. Yeah. You, you don't, I don't know that I've ever seen a team actually decline that. Yeah, I don't before. know if I have either. You're right. It's a, that's a new one for sure. Um, um, but there was, again, I think they're a team that's got a lot of confidence going into the offseason. You said it. There's weapons to talk about. They got money and draft picks to play with. And then on the other side, you got Green Bay as a team where you go, I don't know what's going to happen because of Aaron Rodgers. I don't know where that stands. I I think he'll be back. I do. Uh, in my heart of hearts. You do? I do. I think so he's what's gonna... his whole song and dance? Is he using that for leverage? Does he really not know what I the don't future know. holds? I think he just takes it slow. I don't think he, like, I, yeah, I, I think he literally doesn't know. He kind of just wants to, hey, get away for a little bit and see how he feels after a month. And does he still have that burn, that fire, whatever else? I don't think he's going to go somewhere else. I don't. Hmm. I, I, he enjoys being the king of the castle too much. And he's got everything laid out the way he wants there in Green Bay, and he has all the power. So I just don't envision him going somewhere else like a Raiders or something like that. Unless they both decide, hey, you know what, let's go our separate ways, right? But his money and his contract thing, that's going to be an issue in in this whole thing here. But, yeah, I I, I guess if if he comes back, it's going to be with Green Bay, and I do think he will come back. Um, It's still a good football team. You know, they, they need some more difference makers on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to have to re-sign Rashawn Gary, probably do a good contract. Uh, but another year with Watson, Romeo Dobbs, you know, there's still some pieces. That offensive line with healthy is still good to where I would think the grass is not greener anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, my big thing with Aaron Rodgers is he's just got to change his approach a little bit. He's got to change his approach the way he plays the game like you saw last night. First off, you know, some throws and decisions, you just go, what? I mean, got lucky with another interception. There was a penalty on the play. You know, left a left a um, touchdown on the board up the right sideline. Remember, I think that was actually the play before the interception he threw. Sure, yeah. Right, he had Aaron Jones up the side. That's a touchdown. He underthrew it by ten or fifteen yards. You know, did not throw the ball well this year. Not to Aaron Rodgers standards. Did not make good decisions. Was not aggressive enough by any stretch of the imagination. Again, this throw for seventy four percent and protect the ball. That shit is over. It's over in the NFL. You got to make plays. You're going to have turnovers no matter what, even if you play it close to the vest. So you got to make some plays. And I think that's where he dropped the ball, they dropped the ball, and he's got to be there for OTAs this year. You got to be there through the thick and thin with the team. I think that's very important. I think that was a good point you made, too, because it's like uh, these rookie wide receivers have to earn his trust and will take a while. Well, if it's going to take a while, maybe you should start sooner. Exactly. (laughs) The, 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 The fabric and the DNA of a football team gets laid down in the spring. I know it's not the most important part, and I know you don't have to be there every day, but there is something that's said to being there, you know, a majority of the time, especially when you're the quarterback and especially when you're the highest paid player on the football team. You know how it works, right? If you saw Mike Tirico in the building every day working, doing this stuff, you'd go, damn, okay, I guess that's what I need to do a little bit to pick my game up, yep. right? Damn, that's Mike Tirico. He's, he's running NBC Sports, yeah. right? Well, that's what a quarterback does. Are you saying Mike Tirico's at a level higher than Just me? a little bit level. He does not do – yes, he does, he's a little, he, he does better headlines, honestly. <laughs> so he's just a little higher than you. <laughs> yeah. No, but, I, I, but that's I get what it. I'm saying. You I know what it. I mean? Yeah. You know, that, that, that's, that permeates through a football team. When the best player is your hardest worker. And then he's also there having fun. And usually, like a guy like Mahomes or Josh Allen or Joe Burrow, they're great guys to where they make it fun for everybody to be there at work anyways. They have an infectious personality with their drive and their love for the game and all that. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, what you need to do. Tom Brady learned that lesson. 
He learned it earlier in his career. He went through a stint like 2009, 2010, where he was like, I'll see you during the season. I'm going to California. I'm doing all that. And then I think he started to realize, wait, I'm not playing as good a football as I can play. You know, there's some issues here and whatever else. And he kind of readjusted his game that way. Uh, I would like to see Rodgers back in the building during the spring. And maybe this year. he doesn't want to do that. And maybe that's why maybe he's going to he ride doesn't. off into the sunset. Well, then you're, you're going to get criticized money. and you're going to give us underwhelming performances in week 18 if you don't want to do that. I could talk about this game forever. But forever. Pete tells me that we have to move on Let's because other games did happen in Whoa. the NFL. And one game happened uh, out west that impacted the Lions' chances at the playoffs. Congratulations to the Seahawks. You are in the postseason. No one saw this coming in the beginning of the year. Uh, maybe you did a little bit because you said that Geno Smith was going to be pretty good. And he was more than pretty good for them. Uh, they beat the Rams in overtime. I've lost my duties as headline writer. It's back to you. What's your headline for this one? <laughs> he didn't write back, baby. <laughs> yeah. He didn't write back. They wrote him off, and he didn't write back. I feel like this might be the last time this year we be able to use that. So we got to use that. Use there. it. Use it one more I time. Mean, he Gino coined Smith. it. Yeah, he, he coined did. the phrase. Right. People try to write me off. I didn't write back. I didn't write back. He said it week one, and here he is. He's still not writing back, and he's saying, "Kiss my butt. Look at me. I'm in the playoffs, and I had." one of the best seasons in the NFL at the quarterback position. It wasn't easy yesterday. It was not easy. Right, Ahmed? I mean, I don't know how much you, you saw a pretty good amount because you lot. were on the edge of your seat here. Yeah. You know, that's still a good Rams defense. Jalen Ramsey, credit to him. He was flying all Holy around the crap, field. crap, right? Yeah. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, what a day. The two interceptions. I think he was the guy that jumped off the edge to make the missed field goal at the end of regulation oh, okay. that, that you know bonked off the uh, yeah. uh, up right there. But yeah, that was that was a, a tough football game. And, I mean, third downs, look at that, one for 11. You know, Kenneth Walker had a few plays. They couldn't get it going in the past game. They really couldn't. But they toughed it out, made the plays when they needed to, and, and they squeaked in the playoffs, and I'm happy for them. Uh, yeah, Geno Smith, here it is, set the Seahawks franchise record for completions, pass attempts, completion percentage, and passing yards. That's amazing. Ah, it's truly, it's you, you just, you can't write some of this stuff sometimes and how it all unfolds, but it's kind of its own little Hollywood script right there in Geno Smith. And I'm sure, you know, Pete Carroll loves that aspect that he can, can say Geno Smith one up Russell Wilson a little bit in the, some of these categories. So can they, can they make a run? So they got to go to the 49ers. Of course, we're going to get, as the week goes on, we'll get into more of these matchups. We're not going to do it a bunch on this one. They're dangerous. What what surprised me, though, is that like late in the game, they were down three, final two minutes. They had a first and goal from the two. had three straight Kenneth Walker runs. I know. They couldn't get it in there. Right. And so it's That's just the like, problem with their team right there. That's an issue. Well, it's the offensive line, right? How many, you know, think about some of the, the bigger games they've played this year against the better defenses. We just have gone, you know, I don't know if they can really run the ball. He might make some crazy, freaky runs, right? Or, you know, I don't know if they can really protect. And that's what would scare me. Like, as we've seen in the 49ers game, both games, he never had enough time to let Lockett and Metcalf get down the field to make some big plays. Mm -hmm. So that'll be the big question here, is can they just block well enough to let some of their playmakers have the opportunity, right? And that's that, to me, is a big question. I kind of edge on the you know side of no, against the elite teams. They might be able to get away with some of the other teams in the playoffs. But like 49ers, Eagles, I'm not really sure about that. But again, you know, yesterday, look at, you know, the stat line a little bit. 29 for 114 for Kenneth Walker. 
it's not necessarily a great run-stopping defense by the Rams football team. Yeah. You know, it's 3.9 yards per carry, and one of his carries was 20 yards. I mean, there was a ton of carries that were no yards, minus two, minus three. Oh, he rips off and breaks seven ankles and then gets around the edge for an eight-yard gain. You know, so it's a little bit of an issue with their team, and it's an issue on the other side of the ball. I think you can kind of go there as well, like you saw. I mean, the Rams, they smashed it up the middle with Cam Akers kind of consistently throughout the football game, right? And that would yeah. scare me against the 49ers as well. The Rams lost 12 games a yeah. year after winning the Super Bowl. Most losses ever by a defending Super Bowl champion. They already mm-hmm. had that 11 losses, so they added one more to that. And now Sean McVay, it's yeah. rumors that he yeah. doesn't know what he wants to do. The rumors are real. I mean, I think there's some real real aspect to he's not sure what he's going to do. I do. I, you know, I just... I hear from too many people in the know in the NFL that this is a real thing and he is contemplating and he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild, you know, which is, you know, I just, I, I think that's really the biggest thing here. So I, I don't know where this is all going to go, um, but, you know, a TV, I, I, I don't, another head coaching job, it just seems like him back with the Rams is definitely on the fence right now as, mm. as the way it stands from when you talk to people around the NFL. Sounds like burnout for him. Because he, he doesn't delegate. I, I think I was reading yeah. somewhere where he he likes to do it kind of all of himself. He, he does. Have, he's, have he's his fingerprints kid. on everything. Right. Yeah. Right. He's whiskey. I could totally see him being burnt out. He's he is lives it. It's twenty four seven. You know, seven days a week. You know, he could he could be. I could see him being that guy. Like we saw maybe a Dick Vermeil. We've seen other coaches do it. Yeah. Step away for a few years. Come back. Re-energize. Have a new project. Go at it. Uh, but we'll see. We know he'd be great on TV. He's a great football coach. I don't think it would necessarily be all that crazy hard. You know, it's not as hard to rebuild a football team as we've seen here. I know they don't have draft picks and stuff like that, but they're going to have some decisions to make all together, the Rams, in the offseason uh, as far as some contracts, where guys are at in their career, the Matthew yeah. Stafford situation. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different things that are very interesting about the Rams when you dig in, so we'll see. But I'm happy for the Seattle Seahawks to get back to that. That's the most important thing here, and they're going to have to have a special football game to beat the 49ers on, on Saturday. And that was Give Me the Headlines presented by Hyundai. Have I mentioned how much I appreciate my Hyundai you, Santa Fe? You definitely have. That's I well trust done. it to protect my children right. in the back seat there, yeah. too. Right. I just want to make sure I Good. made that clear. You got it. You got to uh, think about that. Yeah, you got a Lions bumper sticker. I do on not. There? No, I do not right, have come a Lions. Step your game up. I, I do have to do that. Right. Yeah, I got to restore the roar. You're right on the back of my Hyundai Santa Fe. Stop that damn restore the roar. Let's go over to the AFC now. Yeah, playoff wins for some uh, some teams here. The New England Patriots had a chance to get into the postseason. All they had to do was beat the Buffalo Bills in a magical day at Orchard Park. It was not going to happen from the opening kickoff, uh, basically. And this was so good. To see um, from the beginning, if you were on social media, Demar Hamlin tweeting out uh, that he was watching the game, or this might have been on. Oh, this was on Twitter. Um, yeah, from his hospital bed with his family, his parents there by his side doing the heart sign that we saw throughout the NFL. Certainly from the Bills uh, in this one, and uh, you've all seen it by now. The opening kickoff, Naheem Hines goes back 96 yards. Uh, the other way, just a, a magical moment. And let's just start with Josh Allen. It, it, maybe you've seen this, maybe you have not. His words on how that impacted him and right. the, the entire team. Here's Josh Allen after the game. I can't remember a play that touched me like that, I don't think, in my life. So it's, it's probably number one. It, 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 was, it was just spiritual. And I just, I was going around and just something I was going around my team and saying, God's real. Like, you can't 
you can't draw that one up, write that one up any better. Um, and I, I was just told by Kevin Kearns, it's been three years and three months. <sighs> Since the last kickoff return. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, you can just tell what a what a difficult week. First of all, yeah. it was for the for right. the Buffalo Bills. They're a close football team, you know. And like we kind of talked about, with like Rodgers and Green Bay, like he's there all the time. Josh Allen, they love him. I mean, and he loves them. And it's crazy. It's crazy. I, it's, it's the most. Um, I'm, I mean, I can almost get emotional talking about it. Yeah. It's um, it's crazy that it was such a special moment that first kick return that I was like. I got on the phone and called my family, you know? It's weird. I don't even know why I'm getting emotional about it right now. But um, it just was special. And like Josh Allen said right there, I think what's cool is, yeah, higher power, karma, angels, football gods, whatever you want to say, God, whoever. It, it just was like one of those where you just, man, like that was powerful. It really was. Yeah, the, and, the power of, of people who love each other yeah, and believe in exactly each other. Exactly right. And, have been through you know thick and thin literally and it's just it's a football game that we play but it puts it instantly in perspective what yeah. we're all doing and then to be able to come together as a, as a team you know he's watching from from afar and and you mentioned it like the closeness of this team I don't think all teams have that necessary yeah you know camaraderie between offense and defense no, right exactly it seems like right. a lot of the offensive players exactly know right who Demar I mean they, they just they they're tight right. you can, right. it, it was clear they're tight yeah and it, it, and it's helped it, it has helped you feel it when I was up there in training camp I felt it there even when I was there a few years ago it comes from Sean McDermott too his ability to blend it all together. It's a little bit of the gift of being the small-town team, too. Nobody lives that far from each other. It's not like New York here, the New York Giants, where you got one guy that lives in New Jersey and the other guy lives in Manhattan, and yeah. they're like, man, we're like 40 miles apart, and if there's traffic, we're like, it's going to take me forever to get there. And it's not like we're going to meet you around the corner at some restaurant. We're in Buffalo. That's, that's a real thing. That adds to the closeness of the football team. Yeah. But that was just like uh, – uh, yeah, a crazy, crazy special moment. And I think also, too, what you saw is there is, you know, I think there was a part of us that were all scared to go, man, is it insensitive to play football, right? And even think about playing a game. But football players play football. And that's what I, I think that was a huge part of the healing process yesterday. That was the big thing to me. And I, I think that's going to get them over the hump here. You know, there are certain stages. But I think that was important for everybody in the NFL to go out and hit each other and be like, okay, wait, wait, I, I hit that guy in the chest. He's okay, okay, <gasps> okay, okay, good. We're back to football. I, I think that was really important yesterday, and it shows you how important football is to our country and how it brings everybody together in so many different ways. That's where it's special. It is America's sport. And I think that's where it was so gloomy last week was not only our feel for the player, but we were like, damn, our biggest sport, our best, our favorite sport here in the United States took a real, you know, uppercut. Um, so I, I think that was that was awesome yesterday. It really was. And, man, that place was bonkers. And early on in the game, like, the Bills are just playing on pure emotion. Yeah. I don't even know if they were playing that good. They were just flying around so fast and crazy that it was just like it, New England can't match their intensity yet. And then the game settled in and – you know, it became a pretty good game to watch and, uh, you know, good for Buffalo just pulling out more magical big-time plays, and that's where they're crazy. I do want to give some credit yeah. to the New England Patriots. We got to. Because, uh, you know, Mac Jones made some plays, three touchdowns, also made some plays for the Buffalo Bills, three interceptions uh, in this game. And when you think about their season, I mean, they are a playoff team if not for the lateral 
against Vegas. Yeah, sure. Or the late fumble from Stevenson oh. against Cincinnati. Right. Where it seemed like it was just a formality where yeah. they just needed to. They had some heartbreakers this they, year. They really did, yeah. and, and which is un you know Belichick like. Right. So they, I mean, they made those mistakes, and so those still those still count. Uh, third losing season in 23 years under Bill Belichick. Second in the last three seasons. We got a tweet here from Zach Cox Nesson. Our friend over at Nesson. Yeah. Will Mac Jones be the Patriots' starting quarterback next season? Belichick, quote, oh, this is not to us. This was just a tweet. Mac has the ability to play quarterback in this league. We all have to work together to be more productive than we were this year. So he might still be our friend, Zach Cox, but this was not directed towards us. This was just an informational tweet yeah. out there. I mean, there's going to be some changes with New England. I don't think Matt Patricia is back as the offensive coordinator. No way. I think it's going to be Billy O'Brien from said everything before. I've heard, right? You think yeah. it'll be Mac Jones? I do. I do. I, I mean, Mac Jones is really good. Is he ever going to be a top five quarterback in football? No. Is Mac Jones, could he be, you know, Kirk Cousins plus, right? His whole career? Definitely. Right? And then if you put him a good team, then you can win Super Bowls with that. You know, he's a guy like we I've used this with Brady before. He could take advantage of more, right? That's the thing. So he's not a guy you want to go, well, we'll just play simple and he'll make big throws and he'll make plays, right? Like a Burrow or Allen or Holmes where they can do that. Mm-hmm. Like we've got on the Bengals before. Where go, it's so simple. Yeah. But, you know, they got Jamar Chase and they got a freaky quarterback and they can just do that. He's not that. But if you give him a million checks and, hey, remember this and read this and, hey, when they do this defense, audible to that – and you give him all that stuff, he can really use it and process it. And that's the beauty of him. And I think that's what McDaniels loved about him. It's what Shanahan loved about him. And it's why I think it was a detriment for how it was set up this year because, like Vance Joseph said, the Cardinals defensive coordinator, when they played it, it seems like a defensive coordinator is calling them conservative, run the ball, yeah. basic pass concepts, right? And those are things that, yeah, he can do it. But it, it's not in his wheelhouse, you know, and, and you're not taking advantage of all that's there to be had with Mac Jones if you play that style of football. But, yeah, they could still, you know, I, I think you saw plenty of good. We saw plenty of explosive plays there, and it was not a great offense. So, yes, Mac Jones will be the starter there. It's crazy when you think about Belichick, third losing season, two of the last three. You know, one of them's the COVID year where things were going real good until – you know, Cam Newton got COVID. We can't forget about that. There's yeah. a little context to that situation. Sure. And then this year, like you said, I think that's the crazy thing this year. The penalties, the fucking up of situational football like we've never seen before, and games where you go, Thanksgiving night, right? They dominated Minnesota. What is this? They let up a kick return. They're, you know, turning the ball over, stupid penalties, running into the punter. Just games like that this year that we're not used to seeing from the New England Patriots. Yeah, much to be discussed, much content that will be given to us in the offseason about what the New England Patriots do uh, next year after missing the playoffs again. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? 
Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The Bengals are back in the playoffs, as are the Baltimore Ravens. This was a matter of who's going to be hosting whom and who's winning the division. Bengals get the win over the Ravens, who are now on their 17th quarterback, I think, uh, of the season so far, 27-16. The Bengals finish the uh, season on an eight-game winning streak, tying a franchise record. And then afterwards in the locker room, Joe Burrow doing what he does after a victory. We saw it after his LSU days. Uh, there he is, uh, smoking a cigar. Is that him in the front? There is. Uh, yeah, that out is. Of focus. You, you don't know what Joe Burrow looks like. Well, is, is this, that him in the front? The well, cool white guy that well, has a big cigar in his mouth. He's out of focus. It was like they were trying to just get a shot of the people behind him, and the Joe's like, "No, this is my time to shine." Well, yes. that, that's where he. That's where Joe's cool. He's like, you know, focusing on the lineman behind me and making me blurry. Okay? Yeah, that's where he's. <laughs> they'll know who I am, except for Ahmed Farid. Yeah. Everybody else will know. Or he's just like, oh, Joe just passed through my shot without. Uh, but noticing look at this there. hot, hot off the press. And right then, here. yes, Morgan here is walks in today, repping Joe Burrow. I like it, Morgan. I like it. Big Joe, Joe Burrow big. fan with a with a sweatshirt from his. I guess that, I'm the only the, one that didn't get a memo to wear my uh, t- uh, a football sweatshirt today. You've got your black. So I should have worn the Giants. I should have worn a Daniel Jones. I know. How could you? Yep. Yeah, you yeah, were seriously. Exactly. You dropped the ball in this yeah. one, Morgan. Awesome, well Morgan. Done. Good job, Morgan. Awesome. Thank uh, you. Morgan's debut on the pod. Actually, that's not her debut. Remember, she uh, hit you with cake that one time. Oh, that's right. No, that's she right. Didn't. She tried to. She, she tried did not to. try to. <laughs> you thought she was trying to. But Morgan, as I said at the time, would never do that. She would never do that to you. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, Joe Burrow, I would. I think you look at uh, the Bills, yeah. the Chiefs. The Chiefs, right. But the Bengals, you've said. Yeah, go ahead. What do you think? You've said you, you think they're the most complete, like yeah. have the fewest questions. Yeah. I think, like, you know, and that doesn't always necessarily mean you win because you could be so elite in one area that you can overcome some of that. Yeah. But their, their, their ability to match up with more teams favorably, I think, jumps out to me more than, you know, the other two. Is Why what, is that? Can score? Can their can offenses? Can score, can play defensive struggle type of game. That's yeah. fine. 16-13, they're okay with that. He'll just dink and dunk in, play defense, you know. They can stop the run. On defense, they can really match up against anybody. So even if you're a great passing team, they can go, hey, we're good at that. And if you're a great running team, they can go, well, we can stop that too. So that's where they're different. Mm-hmm. And offensively, yeah, they're just they're, – they, you've heard me say it. Yeah, they're explosive, but they're also a ball-control passing team. We saw that again yesterday. I mean, what? what who? 17 plays, 63-yard drive to start the game? Right. That's what I was saying. You know, I was sitting there watching, here goes the ball-control pass team. He was just, oh, you're going to play zone? I'm going to dink it here and dunk it there, and I'll run for five, and I'll dink it there. And, you know, slowly but surely the team gets frustrated, and all of a sudden it's, oh, Jamar Chase for a 25-yard gain down the sideline because they played man-to-man, and then they go, oh, shit, we can't play man-to-man. Let's go back to the zone. Uh, you know, So that's where, you know, they're, they're 
I think, and I hold that even across to the, you know, even if they cross over to the NFC, right? I think they match up in totality better with certain teams. But that doesn't mean necessarily that I think their offense as as dangerous as mm-hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Or maybe they don't even have you know, some of the guys who can make plays in big moments like the Kansas City Chiefs. But I just think overall schematics team, I don't ever look at a spot and go, ooh, that worries me against this team this week. Like, right? Well, you hear me against Baltimore every week. Baltimore, they're big. They're physical. They're going to run. Uh, I don't worry about that with Cincinnati. They can yeah. play that game. And uh, that's what they did yesterday. It's a weird game, Ahmed, yesterday. Weird. Because they jumped out. Then you know you're going to play them the next week. Yeah. Baltimore wants to fight to get back into the game because they want to go, wait, 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 we were third-string quarterback, and we made it a game. So if we have Lamar next week, we can go in there and beat them, right? And then Cincinnati's also like, uh, we took the lead, and you know we want to save ourselves for next week. So there's a lot of things there. To, it's hard to gauge the game emotionally a little bit. But I do give Baltimore credit for hanging in there and continuing to fight. I mean, that's what they do do. Uh, but I just wonder what I'm interested to see when I watch the film is just like, did – and Cincinnati go all in. Did they get conservative in the second half and just go, let's go to the basic plays of the playbook. Let's not show them too much. Yeah. Those are things I need to figure out and I mean, watch it back. They really didn't do anything offensively right. after you know they had another field goal drive. Exactly. But after their field goal touchdown, touchdown. That's what I want to see. Right. I know. Did, was, it, was it take the foot off the gas pedal? Or was it Baltimore doing some things and going, oh, no, no, we, we've caught on here and we, we can slow you down? Yeah, Baltimore did beat Cincinnati earlier this year when they had Lamar. Yep. That was week five. That was a long time ago. So they're going to play on NBC coming up this weekend in the playoffs. Now, Daniel uh, Kunimoto says, do you think Lamar Jackson will be back? And how much of a chance do the Ravens have without him against the Bengals? So Anthony Brown played in this game. The undrafted 24-year-old rookie out of Oregon. Had a couple interceptions, a fumble. I mean, you just don't expect. I mean, if he has to play again. No, I think we'll see Tyler Huntley you do think if we'll Lamar see Ty- can't come play. So what do you think? I mean, like, Lamar, we, we don't know. We don't yeah. know. It's no. like we haven't heard he's close, he's this, he's that. It it almost, I don't know, it's, something weird seems to be going on there. Yeah. And we all know the contract stuff. Well, I think that plays into it, you right? Do. You know, if you're not paid and whatever else and you're 85%, you're, are you really going to go wall in and go, yeah, I'll, I'll go out, guys. I'll go, I'll go play. And I think there's part of that. You know, and I don't, there's, I don't necessarily want to blame the Ravens in that discussion, too. I think that goes both ways there. You know, from everything I know around the NFL, those conversations have been hard. It's been hard to figure out some of the details to get the contract thing going the right way. And then, yes, what I've been told, I told you off air a little bit, you know, last week, yeah, the knee wasn't good. It was still very swollen. So I don't know what to expect. And I get the sense that the Ravens don't really know what to expect because, yeah, he is injured. Yeah, he is Superman, and yeah, there is the contract situation, so I think they're kind of like, they're kind of just, they're trying to be nice to him without being insensitive and pushing him along, mm-hmm. you know, and it is a very weird situation, but like, hey, can they, you know, with, you know, with, with, with like Tyler Huntley go in there and upset the Cincinnati Bengals? Yeah, they can. I think it's going to be one of those things, Ahmed, where they're going to have to force something to happen. To, like, if the game's clean on both sides, they're not going to win the game. But if Marlon Humphrey can get a pick six or, you know, they can get a strip sack down on the five-yard line and recover the ball and stuff like that, then, oh, okay, we could be in the, like, woo, this could be an upset type of football game. Right. They're going to know how to play them, right? That's what's scary about these wild-card division matchups. You know, some of the bread-and-butter things, some of the things you like to do as curveballs, the team knows that. 
They're like, if it's not a curve to us, we pay you twice a year. So we're, we're ready for it. And that's where it can be scary. Um, but, like, as far as the rest of that question, can they make a serious run in the AFC playoffs without Lamar Jackson? I don't think so. No, I, I, they, they need something else to right. help that offense. It can't just be overpowering run game to, to get to the Super Bowl. It's not like they have that elite defense that can no, keep them into it's games. A, or it, gonna... Yeah, it's a good defense, and they play it the right way. And like you saw yesterday, I mean, they can stop the run. We know that. You know, they're they're good in pass coverage. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're, they're not the Ravens of the past where you can go, Oh well, if the game's thirteen all, the Ra- I mean those kind of the Ravens are going to win it. They're going to run, and their defense is going to be unstoppable. It, it's not quite that dominant. To to your point, it's very similar to the discussion around the Miami Dolphins, who yeah. are also a playoff team, but also have questions at quarterback. They were able to defeat the Jets eleven to six. Final score of that one, uh, game winning field goal late by uh, Sanders. What was it? Fifty yards, I think. Yeah. Out uh, ugly offensive game, but uh, Skylar Thompson got the start because. No Tua, no Teddy Bridgewater, and their status is uncertain for the playoff game this Sunday at Buffalo. Right. Um, I, I, same question with them. Like, from what we've seen, without Tua or yeah. Teddy, even with them. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what are the chances like going to Buffalo? Well, I, I think they match up pretty well with Buffalo. We saw it before, right? right? We saw it a few weeks in ago. In cold weather. I mean, I, I think you and me came away from that game going, I don't know if Miami wasn't better. It's just Josh Allen made some crazy plays that day, yeah. that night. You know, the last drive of the game, some of the throws and plays he made there. Yeah, I don't think they they need – they're not going to do it with Skylar Thompson. They're not. That's not going to get it done. You know, obviously they need Tua or Teddy. Tua would be the best option. The thing that's crazy to me about Miami is just that, you know, and I, I don't know, maybe we haven't got to see Teddy play enough yet to even know if this is real. But, like, where the RPO game, it's like the other quarterbacks can't do it. Mm. And that's where I'm just like, where is that element of the offense – you know, with Skylar Thompson and company. Because that's the thing that I, I feel like misses more than anything when Tua is not in the football game. And, you know, Teddy, every time he kind of gets going in the game, he gets hurt, so I haven't been able to really see that aspect. But encouraging thing for the Dolphins are we've seen the run game be pretty consistent. That's something we talked about on the Wednesday podcast, right, looking at this matchup a little bit. Yep. I said that. I was like, Miami could have ran the ball more in the first matchup. Their athleticism on the O-line actually can kind of handle the fast athleticism of the the Jets' offensive line. They did a good job there. But they're not a team that's going to win games with smash-mouth football. They need the Tyree Kill, Waddle, make some explosive plays. Now we're in front of you. We're putting pressure. Now our defense can be crazy, right? That's the way they want to play. They're not like, oh, let's play a 9-6 slugfest type Mm -hmm. of football team. So, yes, they need Teddy or Tua. In my heart of hearts, I don't think we're going to see Tua. I, I just doesn't feel like it because mm-hmm. I feel like if Tua gets a concussion again, then there's going to be real talks about should he play football ever again, and, and that's where I think that'll stop, and I expect to see Teddy, I guess. I mean, credit to the Dolphins, their first playoff appearance since 2016, but, I mean, 9-8, and eight, this is kind of what they've been yeah. the last couple of years. Right. We've given a lot of credit to Mike McDaniel. It seemed like he's unlocked some things in that offense, but also made easier with – Tyreek and yeah. Jalen Waddle more right. accustomed to the NFL uh, style of play, too. So, yes, they are an exciting team, explosive team. I don't know how much better they really are than they have been the last couple of years. Right? What do you think? Like, no. defensively, I don't know that they're No, I don't know if it is better. either. I don't, I don't know if it is either. You're right. I think, you know, yeah, it's been a hair too aggressive. 
at times, like you say, I, how could they not miss Brian Flores and some of his ideas on the defensive side of the ball? Offensively, they are more dangerous. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, but but yeah, they need to it, and it's it is more. They're a team that's more reliant on those two receivers than we've seen in the years past. The years past, they played a little bit more of, hey, we'll run the ball, we'll play this balanced style of offense, and our defense will make a few plays to give us short fields, and we'll do that. Now they're kind of like, hey, we want to get out in front of you and and put the pressure on you that way to now where you have to drop back and we yeah. can play these crazy coverages and blitzes and do that and then sway the game in our favor. It's a different style. I don't know if it's necessarily all much that much better. I think it's more dangerous, and it is better with Tua. I think i got to say that for sure. But, but um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do up in Buffalo, and this will sounds like it's going to be a cold game again too. So we'll yeah. see uh, how the Dolphins react to that. And the Jets end their season on a six-game losing streak. What was the bigger press conference lie from the Jets this year? That Zach Wilson doesn't believe that the uh, offense let down the defense that one time, or Robert Sala saying that we will see the Bills in the postseason one more time? <laughs> yeah, seriously, that, that's right. That kind of lie too, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's you know we we hit on this a little last week, and the Jets. I think it's all positive, really. At the end of the day, I know it stinks. All positive. The way. Well, I think there's so many things to like about their football team and the talent. A little bit like we talked about with your Lions, where you just go, you look at them, and I look at them, and I go. Well, I don't know where, where there's okay. Maybe we could add another pass rusher. I don't yeah. know. It's a, play, guy. it's a playoff defense. It's a playoff but defense. But how far away is that offense? Well, I think it's the quarterback and the offensive scheme that are the question there. That's the thing. The offensive line healthy, I think, is good. That's People got to remember, it got very beat up and a lot of injuries. I think the receivers, we can look at that and go, that's a pretty damn good group. The running backs with Brees Hall is pretty damn good as well. well I still think finish the season as their leading rusher. Yeah, well, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. And and uh, so the quarterback situation has got to get figured out. I don't know. I don't know where it goes with Zach Wilson. They're being steadfast, and they're going to bring him back and try to make it work. I do believe them in that. But do I also think that that means they're, you know, he's just going to have the you know, red carpet rolled out? No way. I think they're going to bring in some sort of veteran type of presence there to compete with them or make it earn it, make them earn it, or, you know, at least have the insurance policy of having that guy if Zach Wilson does start and then he falls apart. Yeah. But I don't like still to that point. We made it all about one guy, and there was more than one guy issue with this football team. And that's where I think they made a huge mistake with their organization and the 2022 season. It became a distraction, and they fucking fell apart ever since then. And that's where I disagreed with the Jets' approach. I think you make a good point. Yeah. You know, it was funny. I was like, it was kind of related. You know, Jim Harbaugh's name's floating around there again yeah. on maybe being a, a possible coach. And I was like, one of the things that he does well is, man, he has a lot of gravity. And a lot of the, the praise will go towards Jim Harbaugh, but a lot of the criticism, too. It's just like the spot. He really takes that spotlight. He does. You're right. And takes it off the players. doesn't make it about one guy. He does not make it about one guy. No. And I think there are a lot of coaches out there that maybe would have taken the, the spotlight a little bit more. Not that Robert Sala didn't try or, or whatever, but it does seem like, yes, they, they allowed it to become about a second-year quarterback. Yeah, that's right. And then you just you can't do that. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know if I've said it here or not, but, I mean, man, if we just gave up on quarterbacks in a year or two, man, we would, there'd be some first-ballot Hall of Famers we'd never get to see. Yeah. You just, you, and, and you do take your lumps. And I can go through a number of great quarterbacks that go, year two was not that great, but they just managed it and got better. And, and then, oh, they got in the playoffs. And then year three, that guy had the confidence to go, hey, wait, it had been two years in football. Last year went to the playoffs. And, yeah, you can put more on my plate. And then they grow. And they, all of a sudden they become Ben Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. right? 
who they got in the Super Bowl in year two, and they were like, fuck, we can't even throw with this guy. It's the worst performance ever in the history of the Super Bowl by a quarterback. Don't worry, we'll win another way. And, you know, not to say that everybody's that, but, yeah. you know, again, they're just Terry Bradshaw, Troy Aikman, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, you go through the list. Phil Sims never would fucking hear about him if we gave up after year two. One other team that will give us plenty of things to talk about yeah, will. in the, in the right. off season here. And now it is time for the final week in the regular season to fire up Damn Okay. Damn. I'm okay. Damn. I'm okay. Yeah, no, I mean, yes. I'm okay. The legal gambling. Oh, baby. I am Chris Sims. I'm okay. Damn. Okay. And we'll start our damn okay with who will most likely be the MVP of the NFL when it's all said and done this season. Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs beat the Raiders. Just basically, uh, it seemed like a couple teams that were just going through the motions, right? And the Chiefs going through the motions are a whole lot better than the Raiders going through the motions. 31-13 was the final score. Mahomes needed 430 yards to break the all-time passing yardage record. He didn't need that. He got 202. Uh, Ends with 5,250, though. 45 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Is he the MVP? Is he? Is he 100%. the guy? hundred percent. I don't think it's even debatable. I think, you know, again, it's it's he played the best football out of any quarterback in football this year. He probably, him and Josh Allen made the most magical plays of the year, mm-hmm. right? And then I think when you add on that, I mean, he's really not good without Tyree Kill. He's not good, you know. He's just not a very good quarterback without Tyree Kill. Yeah, okay. All right, damn okay MVP Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and the Chiefs were able to win that game. So that means if they do play the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship game, it'll be like a mini Super Bowl. What, what do you feel site. about that? You like that? You like, I don't know. No. I don't I, love it would it have either. been great to have the streaming fans. But, you know, it could be also so unique that it's a once-in-a-lifetime cool experience as well, depending on where they play and right. how the fans show up. And if you've yeah. got half the stadium that's Chiefs and half that's Bills. Yeah. I mean, I can see a could scenario cool. where it's, I like, me- super memorable. I know. But, no, it would have been, it would have been fun to see it in Buffalo. Yeah, with those fans, they deserve yeah. it. Yeah, I hear you. And anywhere, I'm, I I do love that home field aspect of a championship football game uh, that you know we could miss here in the AFC. We'll see how it all unfolds. But I think either way, you know, Kansas City that was about as good a game as they've played on both sides of the ball. Yes, right. They think, they yeah. pressure the quarterback on forty five percent of dropbacks, the highest rate in a game for the Chiefs in the past three seasons. So. It was uh, all over Stidham. Offense was a machine, kind of do, did whatever it wanted. And I think it's very interesting. Again, like I said, you, you, you saw it Saturday night. There's Mahomes underneath center. They're playing smash-mouth football. They're going to be dan- more dangerous. I think it makes them, like we talked about the Bengals, the ability to match up with different teams and play a little different style. And you know, even if we have an injury, okay, we, we can go this way, whatever. So uh, I love that aspect. But I thought, yeah, that was a pretty dominant effort, and I did not expect that. I did not. The way the Raiders' offense has been playing, yeah. you know, Josh Jacobs, the way he's run, those three being healthy at receiver, you know, as far as Renfro, Adams, and Waller, I, I just didn't know if Kansas City could slow that group down. But one thing you can say about Kansas City, I love this run game. Mahomes magical. Uh, yeah, they went through some games where it seems like they took their foot off the gas pedal or got bored, but I don't know. That's Kansas City. When you're on the top of the fucking mountain for five years in a row, you're going to get bored. I mean, as it stands right now, I'm, I'm still picking Kansas City to go to the Super Bowl. Even though I said Cincinnati's got less issues, I, that guy at quarterback 
And then the one thing that just jumps out about it to me with them, and and you tell me it, I, I just they love big moments. Mm. I just think they love it. Oh, we got to win this game. We got to get out to the quarterback to win this game. <laughs> okay, fucking hey, let's do it. Yeah. And they just go crazy. And then they have some guys that can go outside the realm of scheme and everything else to just go nah. You know, I'm going to ruin this play. I'm Chris Jones. Oh, I'm Frank Clark. Screw this double team. I'm going to get, I'm, you know, and that's that's where they're dangerous. Yeah, there's so many things. You, the running game for the Chiefs, right. stopping Josh Jacobs, what did he finish with? 17 carries, 45 yards. Haven't seen that basically that, all season long. That just shows you when they're motivated, they're, they're, it's like it's, it's hard to get a feel for them. We've seen them do these type of things, yep. but then they have like four or five weeks where they're kind of like, oh, yeah, hey, we're the Chiefs. We'll win even with their hand tied behind our back. And it's underwhelming, but that was that was one to remind us, like, watch out. Here we go. Your gut feeling, who's the quarterback next year for the Raiders mm. as we sit here right now? Mm. Not knowing who's going to be available, but gut feeling just right now. Gauge your temperature on January 9th, 2023. My gut feeling is it's going to be whoever's not the quarterback of the Rams. Oh, okay. Right. I still think there's a chance. If McVay's there with Stafford's contract, I think there's a chance they could go, you know, we'll go with Baker. And we'll do that. Stafford, you're getting up there in age. The money's too much for us. We want to yeah. kind of rebuild the team. Interesting. I, I could see either way. You know, Stafford certainly would fit the, the, that offense. He's tough. He plays in the pocket. We know he's smart. He makes big throws. And I, and I do think Josh McDaniels had a real affection for Baker Mayfield in the draft. So hmm. if you gave me two that I just had to pick, I'm going to yeah. say, you know, those two. You know, it's funny. That's going to dominate the conversation. Yeah. But just as important for them is shoring up that defense that was not very good Definitely. for most of the year. Guys so. And the guys that need to fit their scheme and the way they play, too, as we talked about. So that'll be key. And, the, yeah, they're not a finished project, product. And, uh, yeah, I think another offseason, they got a lot of the staples to be sure. a dangerous team. Uh, like you said, it's just kind of the, the meat and potatoes aspect of uh, the roster that needs to get fixed up a little bit. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. You know who's a dangerous team that's also a playoff team? Yeah. A team that you saw 
from week one of the preseason, and you go, they're real. Yeah. They got some guys. You yeah. go, I don't know that I'm going to pick them to make the playoffs, <laughs> but they're good. And that was the Jacksonville Jaguars. So if you've been listening to this podcast from the moment the preseason started, you heard Chris. You knew how much he thought that the Jaguars were for real. And lo and behold, they did make the playoffs by beating the Titans on Saturday, 2016. Didn't look like they were going to pull out the victory, though. It had, they needed their defense. And then right at the end, you know what I was thinking? Gosh, can you believe that? You know what I was thinking? What? It was Josh Allen. Yeah. Picking up that ball. Right. You're my boy, Teal. <laughs> Take it the other way. Touchdown. <laughs> the uh, other Josh Allen. The other Josh Allen for the, the Jaguars. Their defense made a play. With their offense was, hey, made some plays, but yeah. also missed some big plays out there. Definitely. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, that, that's kind of a sign of a good team, right? It, Figure it, it out. Finding a way to win, right? It is. And, and you know, it, I think really the first thing I want to do is give Tennessee credit. Mm. Right? I mean, come on. I mean, a guy wasn't on the quarterback on their team four weeks ago. Yeah. Here they are fighting for a game and really outplayed Jacksonville. I was a little disappointed to see the strip sack fumble because I was like, I want to see Trevor Lawrence and them have to drive down on this yeah, defense sure. who's played well and try to tie the game. You know, but, but, but nonetheless, you know, I think in totality, yeah, the Jaguars have more playmakers. They're believing right now. Uh, but, man, that was a great game plan. That's where I – you know, I thought the game would be close. Vrabel has that Mike Tomlin Steelers thing where it's just like he's going to game plan it and make the game ugly and they'll do some things on the defensive side of the ball that Jacksonville won't be ready for. And all of a sudden we're going to be sitting there going, what? They're up 16 to 10 in the third? How is this going on? And it just was a master class on having to manage a game and play, play it that way. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think, you know, you know, lack of a passing game, lack of a quarterback to make a big play in a moment or a big throw. You know, that's what came back to bite them in the butt. And Jacksonville, like you're saying, they got guys like kind of like we talked about with Kansas City, who I think are just like they can go outside the realm of the playbook and go, no, no, I, I can do this myself. And we saw that a little towards the end of the game. Yeah, Tennessee ends the season on a seven-game losing streak for Jacksonville. It's their second playoff berth in the last 15 seasons. Mm. In 2017, they did reach the AFC Championship yeah, game. They did. Five-game winning streak rolling into the postseason. Meta World Crazy writes you and says you uh, talked pretty glowingly of the Jaguars at the Hall of Fame game back in August, so he remembers. Now five months later, they're back on NBC for a home wild card game. Your thoughts on their overall season and long-term outlook? Oh, my gosh. I Team think, on the rise? Uh, definitely. We're, I mean, to me, it has all the feel of Jacksonville is going to be in the playoff conversation for the next six to eight years, right? That's where I feel like it's going. It just has that feel. Again, I don't know, but they have a huge overpowering offensive lineman, mm -hmm. offensive line. They got a stud at running back. Their quarterback has officially hit the upper stratosphere of football. Receivers are good. Tight ends are good. You know, it's, it's a little bit like, you know, defense, man, secondary. Got some young players there. Linebackers are good. Edge rushers are good. It's like D-tackle, like – spend big money on deep tackles this offseason, and then you go, uh-oh, watch out for Jacksonville. But, yeah, I think we're we're in it for the long haul here with Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson, the Jaguars, where they're going to be a force in the AFC. I'm willing to say this. Yeah. Next year, I, I think that they will be one of the more overwhelming divisional favorites. I, I, don't, I don't doubt that. Because there. I don't think Tennessee is going to necessarily get a ton of love because right. they get questions on offense, sure. quarterback, who's right. the guy. Right. Even they're if it is, sexy. they're yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, Indianapolis, obviously, a long way to go. And Houston, obviously, a yeah. long way to go. I think Jacksonville is going to be one of the higher 
you know, favorites. I, I don't I don't disagree with that. You know, it's just it's it's crazy. As soon as I stopped picking them to win games, they started winning games. <laughs> and that's, where, that's where it's unbelievable. But yeah, I think the you're fun. right. Next year they're a team that no, but they're not going to sneak up on anybody next year. Not with that quarterback. And uh, this will be an interesting matchup with them and the Chargers. I'm excited for that. I mean, to me, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert are almost the same guy. So that's where I'm excited. It's our game Saturday yeah. night. You know, it's arguably the best quarterback matchup of the of the wild card weekend. Maybe if Lamar plays, we have Burrow Lamar. But uh, that should be some good TV on Saturday night. For a while there, it looked like maybe we would get Kenny Pickett in the Pittsburgh Steelers for the 17th time this year. We've had every one of their uh, games on NBC. Uh, Mike Tomlin gets our damn okay because he did it again. Uh, Mike Tomlin has finished all 16 seasons with a non-losing record. They actually had a winning record again this year. We almost did the the kiss-the-feet bet again because it was so unlikely that they would make the playoffs. And they didn't make the playoffs, but they did everything but make the playoffs here. What a run to finish the season. Uh, Realist Truth 85 says, Shout-out to you and Ahmed, longtime listener. Can we get Coach Tomlin some love? The yeah. man had a roster with tons of holes, still damn near made the playoffs. Some fans aren't happy because we aren't winning playoffs, but I blame former GM Kevin Colbert. So if you're looking for a scapegoat, don't make it our man. Mike Tomlin, make it Kevin Colbert. Yeah, what do you, what do you think of the the Steelers? They're, what, finished 9-8? and 9-8. and eight. Are they, the uh, talent-wise, are they a 9-8 and eight team? Close? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, probably a little worse than that, I think, maybe. You know, I'm probably worse. They're worse than that. I think that that's where the coaching, playing the right way, you know, having motivated troops on a weekly basis to go out and be a physical football team. That's the Mike Tomlin magic. Where yeah, no, I really think they're kind of like a six and eleven football team that went nine and eight because of Mike Tomlin. You know, but I think there's some positives. And how can you not be excited about Najee Harris, Pickett, and those receivers with Firemuth? The offensive line, we know that's got to be adjusted. D line. They need to do something there. It, it's, it's, you know, they're trying to infuse some younger talent in there. Mm-hmm. But we're getting to the end with Cam Hayward, and we don't have a front seven in Pittsburgh that we've become accustomed to that we've grown up with where you just go, oh, wait, I know everybody in the front seven. They're all, they're all good. It doesn't matter where we go. Nose tackle's good. DNs are good. Outside linebackers are good. Middle, I mean, that's how we grew up. Yep. They're not there right now. They're not. You know, I know they got T.J. Watt. He's special. Alonzo Highsmith looks like he can be legit other guy off the edge. But, yeah, they got to have a few more difference makers there. Secondary's not bad. They're going to need another corner. Led the NFL in interceptions this I, year. I know. They, they caused some problems, and they're better than people realize. You know, maybe another corner. they got the best sa- one of the best safeties in football in Minka. No, they're not far off. They're not. I could certainly see them being a team that's you know right back in the mix next year with a few free agent signings and a draft pick to go, oh, okay. You know, Pittsburgh's one of the four or five best teams in the AFC. I don't think that would be a crazy thought. Uh, Kenny Pickett only threw for 45% completion percentage in the game, but made some plays, showed his mobility on Sunday night. Do you think think he and uh, George Pickens can become like a (laughs) dynamic duo, top 10 quarterback receiver duo in the NFL? I do. I do. Pickens is special. It feels like they have a very natural connection there. I will be interested to see. You know, I, I think p- people in Pittsburgh clamor a little bit about the offense coordinator situation. Mm. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to lie. The offense does not blow me away. So I, I, be, I am interested to see if that becomes kind of a hot-button topic there. But I, don't know, I, I think really, I mean, I like what we saw from Kenny Pickett. And those two receivers are legit. They're going to cause problems. 
Uh, they got to fix that offensive line to where they can be able to ride Najee Harris legitimately and be like, oh, he can consistently run for 100 yards every week. That's what they're missing on their football team too. But what a year. I just they're, they're unreal that way. And I will say this about Cleveland. They, you know, we saw, I saw a few plays yesterday where I went, hmm, that's Deshaun Watson. You know, like I went, mm, man, that was a crazy escape. Or the ball popped out of his hands a few times, and I went, ooh, okay, that looks like Deshaun I remember. Mm. So we'll see what they do there. They, you know, they, they did a lot of right, right things in the football game, and they fought hard too. Um, and really, Pittsburgh just wore them down, really. And the big thing was, you know, the, 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 got the interception before the half. Steelers go up 10-7. They get a tough field goal drive to start the third quarter to go 13-7. And a part of the game where I, I have in my notes here, I go, it feels like Cleveland was playing better, but then now it's 13-7, and Watson throws a bad interception. Steelers get the touchdown a few plays later, and that was kind of night-night game over. Joe Woods has been fired. Their Joe Woods got fired. I'm not shocked defensive by that. Coordinator. You heard me talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be uh, yeah. next year's a, a big year yeah. for that whole team, the whole coaching staff. It seems like seven and ten this year. There were some reasons for that. Deshaun yep. assimilate him. Tough late situation. In the year, but, I, you uh, can't blame Kevin Stefanski. Uh, this one. There's a lot of things there uh, and dysfunction issues, whatever you want to call it, there in Cleveland that I think would be unfair to put on the head coach all the way. Uh, the Broncos put a lot on their head coach. Yeah. They fired him before the end of his first season, but they finished the year on a. Upswing against a Chargers team that had nothing to play for, although you would not have known that by how much their their players played. We're going to give the damn okay to Jerry Judy uh, in this one because at the end of the year, it did look like he and Russell Wilson. It was kind of funny because, what was it, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, a lot of the players, including Jerry Judy, I think he was almost a leader of it, went to social media to defend Russell Wilson and all the things that have been said about him. So who knows? That's an exciting, if you're looking for positives after a pretty bad year, for the Denver Broncos, that might be a positive. What if Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy finally figured it out and can get it going early I, next I year? I think it is a positive. And I think it's more towards the formula what fits Russell Wilson was what we saw here the last few weeks. That's what I like. You know, this goes back a little bit more to Seattle, in my opinion, what we saw yesterday. And again, I didn't like lock in on this game, but I saw enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, to me, that stat line is more fitting of Russell Wilson, the 13-24. I mean, you know, hey, that's a few too many incompletions. I get that. But... I don't look at him as a 45, 42 throws a game kind of guy. He's not Mahomes or Josh Allen. He's just not as gifted of a thrower. He's not a quite as good decision maker as those guys either. You know, to me, his game and what we saw in Seattle was a little bit, hey, run the ball, run the ball. Oh, wait, play action? Give me some space to see down the field? I'm a great 25 and 30-yard, you know, thrower of the football that way. Yeah. And I feel like that's what we saw. I saw Judy going across on deep crosses and big in cuts. And, you know, I, I feel like if they stay within that style, gives Russell a little confidence going into the offseason – We'll see what they do at the head coaching position, making the right hire there. But, yeah, they're, they're definitely a team where you feel like if they got a coach to kind of just write things up in there where you'd go next year, you'd go, oh, 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 hey, we're, we're in November and Denver's in the thick of things here and they're in, definitely in the playoff race. Would you be shocked by that? No. I wouldn't. No. I think when you look at their whole team. And they could be a trendy pick next year. You know, they, did, they were trending pick on, this year. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Depending on who they hire as, the, as their head coach, which would be an interesting story to track in the offseason. Well, that's where the Harbaugh thing comes into your point. Harbaugh. What did you say? To, you yeah. said it before, right? Yeah, that's yeah. He doesn't make it about one guy. I think right. it'd be perfect for Russell Wilson. I think so. You know? yeah. right? We're going to run the ball. We'll be tough. We'll take a few shots down the field. You're good at that, and we'll play that way. We're not going to make it all about you, so everybody shits on you every time you make a bad throw or a bad yeah. play. The weirdness of Russell Wilson's personality would pale in comparison to the weirdness of Jim Harbaugh's well, it, personality. It, it actually would probably – the more you think about it, it might be harmony. 
He'd be like, how you doing? Great, with a capital G. And then he'd be like, how are you, Russ? Let's fly. Let's ride. I mean, it would be like all one innuendo bullshit saying after another. He'd be like, oh, look at these guys. They're two peas in a pod. They don't really talk. They just say phrases to each other. Yeah, it's 100% accurate. I had never thought of it that way before, but they are. Yes, uh, we need to have that marriage now, it seems like. Uh, Plug and Play 16 uh, mentioned Jerry Judy saying 193 yards from scrimmage, 154 receiving, and 39 rushing for him. He has become dead. Denver's yeah, best, good for him. A uh, player on offense. Keep it up, uh, fellas. He's saying that to us as well here. What would you Thank make you. about uh, Brandon Staley playing everyone for a long time? So they had the fifth seed locked in. There yeah. Nothing they could win or lose. They were the fifth seed in the playoffs. Mike Williams played, goes out with a back injury. Uh, we did see, like, Joey Bosa left the game early. I don't know what his status is, but it seems like Mike Williams, for sure, there's some issues that could linger into the playoff game. I know. I heard the post-game press conference where they thought he was going to be okay. It didn't look okay. It didn't look okay. You're right. Well, it's always scary when they get on the cart. Yeah. To go into the locker room. Well, like, and then they, did you see the shot of him in the tunnel getting off the cart? He could barely like, get up. Barely walk. Yeah, yeah, right. It took a good shot on like a wide receiver screen right there in the lower back. And uh, yeah, I hope it didn't go out on him. I hope it's just a bruise. You know, that'd be the kind of thing you go, okay, yeah, it's going to be painful, but you'll be okay. Yeah. I hope it wasn't something where like it knocked a disc out or, right. you know, messed up alignment. Then that could be an issue. So what do you think of the strategy? Because there's the rust versus rest, right? Yeah, you know, you know. want your guys to come in. Exactly. Rusty. That'd it, be bad. It, well, that, that's, it's the million dollar thing. And I think that's where, you know, one, you know, we don't ever question until somebody gets hurt. Yes. Right. And that's the other thing, too. We, we like it both ways. Not totally true, but I, no, I think I, there are some people that are like, why are they even playing in this game? Yeah, but I, I, but I think you're, you're saying it the right way. This is a team that's, you know, they haven't dominated anybody here down the stretch. They're just getting healthy and have kind of just gotten everybody going and just started to get the mojo going. Mm-hmm. I think they were trying to ride that a little bit and go, let's continue to build this momentum as we go in the playoffs instead of like, hey – whoa, we had a little momentum, but we're going to take a week off. And then, hey, I want you on the biggest game of the year to restart it all again. And, and again, I, I think that's where teams struggle with that a little bit. And it is there is a fine line there about, hey, we just got things going. I don't want to take our foot off the gas pedal and lose that mojo. Hey, we got some guys here who are not really in four-quarter NFL football playoff type shape yet. So I'd like them to play a little bit more and do that. I think there's all those things that – that go into this. And I, I would imagine that's where Brandon Staley's head was at. Hey, Derwin James hasn't played in a few weeks. I want him to play. Mike Williams has been in and out of the lineup, right? Keenan Allen, same thing. Uh, uh, Joey Bosa, you know, I need him next week to chance Trevor Lawrence to rush him 65 times, legit. So he needs to be in shape to do that. And I feel like that's probably what their thought process is. I don't know that, but I just know that's pr- the process people go through in the past when I've talked to them. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times, yeah. I understand we criticize whatever else, but we also have gone back and we've had years where well, they they played all their guys that last week and look at them these first two rounds they've they've hit the ground running. Good thing they kept playing on that week seventeen matchup that had nothing to play for, right? So that's where I I don't want to always be Johnny second guesser, right? Yeah, you know I don't know the you know the Forty ers they could have took their guys out earlier in the game. They they knew they were, where they were going to be at. Right? You know, I don't know. They kept playing them because they just go, wait, we're going to continue to play and get better as a football team and be four quarters tough. And, 
you know, fix some of the issues there, and that's where it's 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 a tough conversation. Over in the NFC, it was a similar story for the Giants. Basically, they had it all wrapped up, and Brian Dayball actually did choose to start Davis Webb and give Daniel Jones yeah. a day off. And so if they come out and they're sluggish in their playoff game, I'm going to say that. I'm going <laughs> to use that. I'm like, what are they doing? They well, should have played them a little bit. It's a different scenario, I think. I think, it, I think you know, again, everybody's got its own scenario a little bit here. You know, one, I think, two, like, They've been healthy and had their guys. Mm-hmm. They know the way they're going to play, right? I, I think there's a little bit of that. And I also think there's a little bit of, like, gamesmanship with the Eagles involved in that, too. I think I said this to you last week. I know I said it to Florio. But where I would have been hesitant about playing my starters yesterday if I was the Giants was, wait, we play them. Wait, we get dominated, even though we might have not been totally motivated. Mm-hmm. And now we got to play in the divisional round, and everybody's going to go, "Wait, we got dominated by them two weeks ago. We got dominated a few weeks before that, forty-eight to twenty-one. We don't really have a fucking chance to beat this team." So to me, that's where that also plays, and you got to play within the psychology of this too. Yeah, where I think Dayball can do that as well and go, "Hey, look, our backups played pretty good, guys. Lost by six. That's right. We can we can go in there with our stars. We play the right way. We can he can sell it to his team now." Uh, it's a little different scenario, I think, than the Chargers. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the Eagles, their offense is going to struggle with Gardner Minshew in there at quarterback. <laughs> and so that's, uh, oh, no, Jalen Hurst come back. There you go. I don't know if he was, uh, how he's feeling. I don't think he's 100%. Not 100% right. um, I didn't see a whole lot careful. of this game. Careful, threw the ball 35 times, though. Yeah. Uh, 229 yards. And so, uh, yeah, didn't run. He did run nine nine carries. He was careful with the ball, though. Like when he got hit, he was, you could tell he protected his shoulder. Yeah. There's a few times when people wrapped him up, and you can tell he was just like, I'm going to go down. I'm not going to let them like drive me into the ground or hurt my shoulder more. Well, you know, on this pod, and we had fun with it, right? Yeah. Over the last couple of weeks about, you know, Gardner and, and Jalen Hurts and the, the, the key piece to this offense. But really, in this whole time, because Lane Johnson did not play again, yeah. right? right? I mean, like, that's a, a, almost as significant, right? You're losing what Nick Sirianni calls the best tackle in football. He's the best right tackle. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it is. That's it's a huge deal. You know, again, that, that's a game where I, I want to go back and watch, too. You know, it because the Eagles were they had something to play for here. They had to win to get that one seed, right? Lock it yeah, up. They did. They did. It's still also one of those things. It's kind of like you know, hey, you go up nineteen to nothing. Oh, it's their backups. And I don't know what kind. Of, I would like to. I, that's where I'm excited to see the film to just go. Wait, did they play conservatively? Yeah. You know. Was it a full-fledged, just onslaught, hey, we're going to throw everything at you, or do we just think we can use our you know, bland part of our offense to beat you? Well, those are things I, I need to look at a little bit there. But I think either way, it's a positive they got out there and played, that he got completions, got going again. You didn't want to take that break now that they have another week off here. So he got that underneath his belt. He could feel better about himself, his health, all of that. And, yeah, I think it's, you know, again, don't read too much in the score, I guess is what I'm saying. It, it, it's hard to figure out these kind of games, the emotions, yeah. and everything else that goes into it. So Jalen Hurts finishes the regular season 14-1 and as the starting quarterback. And as you mentioned, uh, as we talked about before, New York did not dress Saquon, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Julian Love, didn't play Daniel Jones, Kayvon Thibodeau, or Xavier McKinney. If they meet again, those guys will be suit playing. up against yeah. uh, the Eagles. And they've the, been playing. So they're in four-quarter yes. shape, like we sure. talked about with the Chargers. And all of that. It's like they had their bye week. It's they're, like they earned the bye. They did. They're, they're, they were just in a little bye. different spot. And yeah. they certainly can go up to Minnesota and beat them. We know that. So that'll be interesting. And hey, Philadelphia, we know they're one of the best best teams in football. It is odd, though. We go into the playoffs and, and what? 
Like, I don't feel like they're the best team in the NFC right now. Do you? Do I mean, you? 49ers are, yeah, are looking that's pretty good. Not, you tell me if you're wrong, but do you feel like the 49ers are the best team in the NFC right now? I think right now. You do, right? Yeah, it's the way I feel as well. Now, again, it's it's hard, too, when the Eagles have been kind of dominating and slaying the rest of football to where, yeah, they got to a point in the year they were like, well, we're in it. We're, we're kind of going to be the top seed. And you do lose a little motivation there. Um, but they're, they're still really good, and I expect to see them in the NFC there Championship. There was a time in the beginning of the year where, middle of the year, where we said, I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the year we are like, the Dallas Cowboys are that team mm-hmm. that's playing the best, and maybe even better than the Philadelphia Eagles. Who knows? They could still win the, the division. We they did not do that. that no we're, more. we're not saying that now. Uh, their final game, nothing to play for for the Washington Commanders. They go out and whoop on the Dallas Cowboys, who were playing their guys 26-6. to The final score, maybe not a more surprising score score to any game than we saw in this one and and this is the game where I said last week I was like of all teams that I think could pack it in and like get blown out 40 to nothing I was like the Washington Commanders are like my number one draft pick (laughs) choice there and they totally did the opposite right right what in the world happened in this one this is where it's scary right where you like you know we looked at just the last game we talked about and the Eagles were up 19 to nothing you go oh yeah they're dominating and it's like I don't even know if they were like full on their game and they were still dominating right this is like the opposite end of the spectrum where, again, I, I know there's some element of, hey, we're in the playoffs. we got the playoffs next week. Hey, wait, we, we can see that the, the Giants aren't playing their starters. So they're the, you know, the, the, I'm sure they kind of the writing was on the wall as far as their ability to win the NFC East and all that. But that's still concerning. Like what? Like very concerning. It wasn't just like, hey, we're unmotivated. It's like you said, they got dominated yeah. in both sides of the football. And like dominated to where the 26 to 6 score doesn't tell the true story. It should have been 36 to 6. It should have been 40 to 6. That's where it's crazy. I mean, Dak looked horrible. The offensive line didn't open up any holes in the run game. The defense was overpowered. And. Looked like if it was a quarterback who had played more, he would have had more yards passing the football. So I, that, to me, again, I'm one that usually is like, hey, it's you know the end of the year, and these teams know they got the playoffs next week, and you know the whole human element here. This, this exceeded that to me, to where there is some real concern here about the way they looked, the way they have played kind of down the stretch, and it's kind of been all over the place. Uh, Snack Prescott says, will the Cowboys hurt me per usual? Do we at least have a chance to reach the NFC Championship, or is it over? Because yesterday it felt over. What, what I will say is, who knows? Maybe it's a, maybe it's a wake-up call to them. It, it could be. You know, they, they, they are that kind of team. Uh, that's where they it's, – it's, it's very low, you know, high peaks and low valleys with them. That's, that's what's kind of annoying about them. But, Pe- man – it's two weeks in a row. Like you saw the Tennessee game on Thursday night a few weeks ago. That was, I know they won. It was a little underwhelming too. Yeah. You know the Eagles and Gardner Minshew, the way they moved the ball up and down the field on them the week before that. You know the Jacksonville game, the way their defense looked that game. You know, so I think that's what's concerning here. You know the Houston Texans the week before that moved the ball up and down the field. You know I. I'm more concerned about their defense than I am their offense. Hmm. I, I feel like the offense, I, I, I feel like big game, they'll, they'll turn it back on. The defense has some matchup issues. Can they get to the NFC Championship game? Yes, they can. But it's going to take 
some extraordinary play in the divisional round in San Francisco to beat them. Like, I think it's the same thing yeah. we talked about before. If it's like a clean game on both sides, they're not going to win. It's going to have to be, yeah, Trayvon Diggs got a pick six. Yeah, Michael Parsons got a strip sack on Purdy. It'll take some of that type of stuff for them, I think, to beat you know the Eagles or the 49ers in the playoffs. Pete also notes here that they have a 1-4 record this season on natural grass, 11-1 on turf. Yeah, this is something Jason Garrett has brought up a few times. At Tampa, oh, he has. He has. He talked about this last night. He thinks they're a different team on grass, hmm. which is... You know, I, I understand what there's you what have we said about them all year? They're small and fast, right? Yeah. Small and fast usually wants to play on the fast track. They like that. Oh wait, the ground's cold or hard and there's some slippage and some mud and right. the game gets a little bit more about size and you can't overwhelm us with the speed. We have seen them have those issues. And I, I Jason Garrett, he kinda hit that on the pregame show a little bit last night. I think it's something that he 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 looks at to be concerned with. I do remember I do remember yeah. you talking about that yeah. now because Tony Dungy was like, if I'm, you know, Tampa, I'm growing that grass out Grow right now. I'm telling Grow the ground. And speed. they're the bigger football team to where, yeah, it could play into their favor. Uh real quick, yeah. Sam Howell. Do you see uh much look of him? Good. Like look good. I mean again, he wasn't it wasn't too big of a moment. You know, that's what's crazy. He threw an interception in the end zone when they were down. I mean, it, that's what I mean. The game yeah. could have been worse. It really could have. Um, but, yeah, he looked good. I, you know, I don't think that's something that you go, oh, well, he beat Dallas. He's our starter next year. We got the quarterback position sewed up. But you know, they're going to be looking in free agency or maybe the draft. Uh, but he's a guy that I think has a potential and hangs around. But I think ultimately my thought with Sam Howell is that he's going to be a really good backup quarterback in the NFL. Uh, you know, Brock Purdy could be a pretty good backup quarterback or maybe a starting quarterback. Maybe this is the start of a new era. The 49ers beat the Cardinals 38-13, to the Brock Purdy era in San Francisco. Uh, ten in a row, the, Gi- or Giants. the, the Giants, the 49ers have, uh, have won. Uh, their longest winning streak since 1997. Mm. I've already said, I think Kyle Shanahan's the coach of the year. Agreed. What other, what other team is doing this with their third-string quarterback? No, I, to me, it's it, it, like... The two Dayball and Shanahan to me are hands down the two favorites, right? I just I'll throw Dayball in there just because I mean no what the Giants and the playoffs like who the fuck thought that was going to happen seriously come on like even halfway through the year when they were you know like six and one I was sitting here going <laughs> oh, we can't go to the playoffs yeah. right so yes him or Shanahan and you're said it right I mean who does this who gets better with a third string quarterback what. Is it crazy? I said this to Tony Dungy last night, and he was like, I think you're right. Where I just went, is it crazy that I feel better about their quarterback situation this year than I did last year or the year they went into the Super Bowl? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. The, the, the quality of play they're getting. And then, you know, what's, what he's benefited from, too, is when Garoppolo got hurt, the, the, as we've hit on this, is the traditional run game really started to get going. And they're dominant right now in the traditional run game. And that just makes it impossible, you know. And now next week you're going to have a hundred percent healthy Debo, and it's just Shanahan's playing with he's playing with toys right now. It seems like, uh, uh, yeah. And I almost think this is good. You know, we've talked about Trey Lance and how far away he is, yeah. and it's concerning. He hasn't played a whole lot of football. If I was a 49ers fan, I mean, I think this is all gravy because Brock Purdy clearly can run this offense, and I think Shanahan's give, put him in awesome spots. But like, I think he could do that for Trey Lance as well. Agreed. Agreed. Kyle. If if certain things on his team are working the right way, he can make just about any quarterback look pretty good, yeah. right? I mean, like we've got we've hit on this before. Nick Mullins through his first ten starts in football or whatever it was, it was like the greatest ten starts anybody had ever had in the history of football, 
right? So that's, yes, that's, that's what's awesome about Shanahan. And as long as he's got a guy that listens to him and just, hey, on this play, read this guy and do what I say. And he's got a guy right now, like, kind of like we talked about Mac Jones, who could do more with more. Yeah. You know, give me, give me some answers. I can process it. I'll get us in the right play. I'm not going to wow you with great physical ability, but I can do everything we need to do to be successful that way. And I think that's what they got going. I will say this about them. Their defense and some of the big plays they've been letting up, it's the only thing I worry about with them a little. First, uh, second play of the game. Right. David Blau, 77-yard touchdown pass to A.J. AJ Green. Green. It's, just, it's been a little too much of that for as good as they are on that side of the ball. Um, and, and, you know, that's maybe the only thing I look at them a little bit to where they might have to change it up a little on defense in the playoffs. Mm. I feel like we saw a few teams like the Raiders, the Dolphins, the Chiefs that we talked about who kind of go, yeah, this is what we, you do and you're good at it, but we're good too. And we know how to attack that. So not only do we know how to schematically attack it, but we got players and that's what would scare me about like. If they had to play the Chiefs again or the Eagles, I think that their defense needs to throw a few curveballs or different looks at a team uh, as compared to what they do. Or just have Brock Purdy score 38 points every game, which uh, seems super easy. Third rookie quarterback ever to win uh, his first five starts joins Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Kruzek. Out right. there too. I was, oh, I was funny. clearing off my glasses watching the game. I was like, "The guy out there is that Mike Kruzek playing Kruzek? quarterback?" <laughs> like, but isn't that funny? Part. We just talked about Big Ben. Yeah, we just yeah. were talking about Big Ben. It, it's not much different. Yeah, you know, he gets better stat lines than Big Ben did because this is a sexier, explosive offense. But yeah, I mean, Big Ben—that's they played like we're going to throw the ball like twelve times and play defense <laughs> and yeah. run the ball with the bus yeah. and do it that way. Yeah, uh, it, this is a really good football team and. I think, for me, the favorite in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl right now. Breaking news for the team that lost this game. Yeah, see ya. You got to do the noise. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury has been fired, and their GM, Steve Keim, is stepping down for health reasons. So a total remake of the front office and the coaching staff is in order in Arizona. Yeah, the front office thing's interesting. I mean, there's a lot of rumors swirling about that and Steve Kime and health and some of the stuff there. Uh, I'm not shocked about the Cliff Kingsbury thing. I don't think either one of us are. I wasn't sure just because of the contract or how much money was yeah. guaranteed. And Bidwell has traditionally not been that guy to, you know, pull the, pull the, the cord out on somebody too quickly. But uh, it's... The, He's an offensive coach. This was awesome. They've, they've given tons of resources and money to the offense, and it's by far been the biggest disappointment with the football team. That's not good. Oh, wait, and the other side of the ball who doesn't have a ton of money on it, they're the strength of our team, and that guy who's our defensive coordinator is kind of the strength coach of our team as well. So uh, I'm not shocked to see that. And uh, I feel bad for Cliff Kingsbury. I do. Um, but it's a good run, and he'll, he'll be a really good college coach somewhere. Oh, you think he's going back I to college? I think he'll go back to the college. I think college game suits him more. I do. All right. I'm just letting that sink in. Right <laughs> um, I do. Yeah. I just feel like he's a – his offense didn't show great ability to conform to the NFL, game plan specific on a weekly basis. People caught on to it very quickly, right? He'll get away with that in college. That's fine. And then he's, he's a great personal skills. His recruiting, his ability to relate to guys, he's great that way. I think he's perfect for 
college football. Got a great house, too, with right. huge windows. He's got a lot going on. He's got a lot going still. on. He's winning still. He's doing all right. Uh, J.J. Watt winning as well Gosh, in his final yeah. NFL game. Two sacks in his last uh, NFL game. He's going out. I mean, the team's not on top, but I, I, he – he still can play at a high level. I, I, it's it's one of those where I go, why, well, why retire? I mean, again, I don't want to make any decisions for you know JJ Watt, and I'm sure his body is like, I, I can tell you why we want to retire. We're <laughs> yeah. we're a little beat up here. We've had a lot of issues, but I, he, like you said, it. He's just he's playing great still. I mean, he's really still very disruptive. Yeah, it's not NFL defense MVP stuff there, but man, he can still add value to a football team and and make some plays and. And be a part of something good, but uh, so be it. It's a legend, first ballot Hall of Famer, definitely one of the greatest defensive players I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, he's to me a like in that special Hall of Fame that we've talked about, that gold like gold plated jacket that Deion Sanders talked yeah. about. Hall of Fame within the Hall of Fame. JJ sure. Watts in it. Yeah, he led the Cardinals with fifty pressures this year, twelve and a half sacks, and and maybe it is that. Maybe it is. I want to end my career healthy yeah he hasn't been able to finish right. you know, a young years. kid yeah and it's just like i i go into the game knowing this is my last game because if yeah. you play another year you get hurt in a game you're like oh that was my last game i didn't yeah. even know it going into it it's yeah. like kind of cool that he could kind of dictate his I, own his I own ending that. here i hear that he goes all in in the off season too and how he trains and does everything else too and that that that's that wears on you i i can still remember listen i'm no jj watt but i can still remember my first off season of not being a football player kind of yeah. going Oh wait, this is this is kind of cool. Like I'm not waking up stressed about like I gotta work out, I gotta throw footballs, oh, I gotta eat this today, and like it just it, that it's it's awesome. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. that wears on you. And there is a part where you're just like, ah oh, man, I could just be a human here, right? And not have to be a science experiment on a daily basis. Can we clip that off where? He goes, uh, I'm, I'm no J.J. Watt. Because there are times when people go, who you do that podcast with? That strong like, guy. Oh, is that J.J. Watt up there? J. J. No, he's not actually J.J. Watt. It's Chris Sims. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Uh, we got four games left. One, two, three, four. We're going to do them in not the lightning round. Pete's written lightning, but then crossed it out. This is the thunder round. You, thunder know? Round. you don't have to go that fast, but right. still we got to move through these because not a whole lot of significance. Although in the draft there was in this first one, the Houston Texans come back, get a fourth and 20 Hail Mary in the end zone. Touch. It was it was it, oh, was, it was hilarious. Entertaining to watch. It was. It was hilarious. It was like the Colts. The ball goes right through the defender's hand. You're like, yes. that, that, that's right. You're a bad team. That's they drop. They drop from the number one pick to the number two pick in the NFL draft and in the process just a few hours later they fired Lovey Smith as yeah. their head coach a whole lot happening in this one and, and Jeff Saturday fell to one in seven as the interim head coach yeah a lot happening not a, a lot of it good no in this one no nothing good there 
you know, it, it's two teams that, yeah, it's it's going to be some dramatic changes, I think, in the offseason. Uh, the, the, Raw deal for Lovey? Definitely. First off, the first pick doesn't matter. The Bears can have it. They have Justin Fields, so they're not taking a quarterback. I know, so, but teams could trade up yeah, right. that's, and that's, jump ahead of now. You're, you're right about that. Houston. You're, yep. Which, I and I know, I, I think we're different on this. I think that they need to go to a draft lottery. In the yeah. NFL, I know you say it's like this has worked for years. It's the most popular sport. I mean, it's ridiculous that you have negative incentive to win at the, at the end of the season. Like well, that doesn't make sense. Oh, but they won and they kept playing. I know, but everyone's like they're dumb for doing it. Well, like, I, what I, know, they I know, I know, well, but it's also long-term. the people that are saying that's dumb to do it. Then are going to get to the draft part of the year and go, well, they these teams. This is really a crapshoot. They don't know what they're getting in the draft. Yeah, it's like a lottery. Yeah. So that's what I don't like about that conversation. It's the same people are going, oh, they're dumb, that are then going to tell me during the draft that, you know, these teams don't really know. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's really a guessing game, right? Would you be in favor of a draft lottery, though? Absolutely not. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I mean, how many fucking examples do we need to know that it's fucking working? Gosh, Cincinnati, worst to the Super Bowl. Jacksonville, worst to the playoffs. Yeah. It's fucking working, You're Ahmed. still going to get a high draft pick, but you just don't have a necessarily guaranteed shot at the number one pick. Okay. All right. I, I be, Well, I don't think, again... And that way you can win this game and you're just like, well, they had the same chance of getting the number one pick. It was well, just, th- that's where, again, tanking in the NFL is different than the other sports. I agree with that. You know, that's where it's a little different. Yeah. One, Lovey Smith doesn't care because he knows it's going on his gravestone, so he's going to coach the team to win the game, right? Two, the players go, I don't know what team I'm going to be on. I don't know if I'm going to be on this team. I got to play good. So you're not going to get players that are just going to like chalk it up or coaches that are going to chalk it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's, that's where I, I like, yeah, you can position yourself to not put your best effort forward, but like flat out tanking is hard in the NFL mm-hmm. as, as we saw there yesterday. Um, Lovey Smith did get a raw deal though. I just, just like, but look, what, what did we expect there in Houston? What on that team did we look at to go? They should be way better. And they they were in games. What they took the Chiefs to overtime. Constantly, you need some players to help you win those games. They don't have them. Who's their best defensive lineman? Oof, good right. question. Right. Who's their best linebacker? Oof, good right. question. I mean, who's their best receiver? Oof, good question. Yeah, and Brandon Cooks. They got him. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah. 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 You know. But yeah, Nico Collins is there. But uh, you you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Most people won't even know who's on their team. Who's their best quarterback? Yeah. Right. Exactly. I, I don't like that. I don't like the way it looks in Houston. David Culley got fired. Looked like they wanted to do something else. The Brian Flores, you know, the the black coaches minority thing became an issue. It looked like they used Lovey Smith to just go, oh, wait, 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 oh, there's some issues in the NFL. Let's just put him there. He's a black guy, and we'll make him the scapegoat later. I mean, it, it, I, I just I don't love the way that looks. Mm-hmm. I don't. And like I said, I don't know realistically what did everybody expect. I mean, I just – the talent on the team is nothing to write home about. They weren't going to win many more games. With You can give them some of the best coaches in football. It wasn't going to be that big of a difference. I think that they will have to do what the 49ers did when I was out there because yeah. they had a similar situation after mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh. They had Jim Tom Sula, yeah. one year gone. Then they hired Chip Kelly, one year gone. And then they had to give Kyle Shanahan and um, uh, the, the GM out there, uh, John Lynch, John right? Lynch, six-year deals. Yeah. I think that's what they're going to have to do. To get anyone who has options yeah. – I think their next coach is going to have to get like a guaranteed five, yeah, or more. So I, I, I keep thinking there's a master game plan in Houston. I, like I said, I, you know, there's there's a lot of good, you know, meat and potatoes on the roster. There's no steak and sizzle, right? That's how I always like to say it. I kept thinking like, hey, they're waiting for that, and they have a coach in the horizon that they're waiting for. 
that they're going to make this master play for it, all that. But I, I don't know. I just I don't really get what's going on there. Uh, what's going on in Chicago? Well, I'll tell you what's going on. They got the number one pick, as you've already mentioned. Uh, they lost to the Vikings, though, 29-13. Their top quarterback did not play in this game. Uh, Justin Fields has been beat up all season long. So they clinched the number one pick. The Vikings do get a win late in the year, but they end the season a 13. Is that what they ended up with? 13 wins? 13-4. and four. Yeah. They end the season with a negative three-point differential, scoring differential. That we will never see that again. I'm willing to make that bet that we will never see a 13-win team with a negative point differential. It's crazy. Will you kiss my feet if we see it again? Hey, I will do that. Okay. Yes, I will do that because <laughs> okay. I'm so confident that this is the one and only time that will ever happen in the history of the NFL. It's crazy. It is. It is. I still stand by as the worst 13-4 and four team I've ever seen. Either way, though, it's a great year. They got it done. It's hard to win football games in the NFL. They did it on a consistent basis. I'll give that to them. You know, yesterday, yeah, that was a game where it's hard to be motivated and go all out, especially when you know, you know, freak show is not quarterback on the other side. There's nothing to like light an ignition, you know, or a fire underneath you there. Yeah. I will say this Bears, you're not going to like this, but man, they got a quarterback that does something elite. Mm-hmm. They got the number one pick in the draft. And they got a shitload of money to spend in free agency this year. Mm. That's where they were smart. They played it smart, and they took their lumps this year. They were paying guys that weren't on the roster, and now they're going to be, I, I think, a major player and be able to support Justin Fields with some difference makers there. And I think they'll be a totally different team next year. They had the most rushing yards they have ever had in franchise history yeah. this year. They went over 3,000. Justin Fields, of course, a, a big part of that. Like, you're right, they, they do some things uh, very well. But the Vikings won the division. But I'm, I, as I sit here right now, to bring it back to my team one more time, I think the, Detroit Lions, to say. I think the Detroit Lions right now, at the end of the year, it's, a, it's of course what you yeah. do all year long. And right. the Lions started out 1-6. Yeah. Do you think the Lions are the best team right now in that division? Ooh. They beat the Vikings. I I, Just beat I, the Packers in Lambeau. I don't think you're crazy for that thought. I feel like, yeah, if you match them all up right now, one mm-hmm. of, if you took maybe pick Minnesota versus the Lions right now, I'd take the Lions. Yes. Four-team tournament at the end of the year, yeah. Lions are winning. Well, it's, it's, it's cool about football again and the current draft process that we have in the league. Yeah. That you, I, I mean, that, that, that division could be highly competitive and, like, really good next year. You know, I don't think Green Bay is going to fall off. I yeah. think Minnesota will be good. Like I said, Chicago with that quarterback and a playmaker here and there, and you go, uh-oh. They were in games. They're dangerous, right. Yeah. So uh, it, it could be a, a fun division uh, in the future. So the last 13-win team that uh, had a, close to a zero-point differential, Pete has put it in here, was the 2019 Green Bay Packers, and they were plus 63. Yeah, that's So that's crazy. as close as we've gotten before to uh, – a negative point differential for a 13-win team in the NFL. Congratulations to the Vikings. That's a record that will never Look be at that. broken. Green Bay's in there twice. Green Bay uh, in 2021, 2021. They're also in it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to look at some of these teams in there. 2017 Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Uh, the who who else? Oh, the Tennessee Titans who went to the Super Bowl in 1999 and lost to the Rams. They had one of the lower scoring outputs ever. Uh, but those were teams. You know, that was a team with great defenses. Yeah. Some of those Packers teams, what I want to say is this is, to me, where, again, we, we, we said negatives about Aaron Rodgers to start the show. Like, some of those teams, they just they weren't that good. They mm-hmm. weren't as good as people think. It was just the Magic Man was at quarterback, and they were pulling out games. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun thing to look back at and check out. Falcons and Buccaneers. Buccaneers are going to the playoffs. Uh, Tom Brady played first quarter, a little yeah. bit of the second quarter, and then came out. Falcons won this game 30-17. to 
Brady did break his own NFL single season record for completions, mm. 490. Yeah. I know he was wanting that. You know, that's why he played one more year. One more year. Let me get that. Let me break my own record on completions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Not a whole lot to discuss about this one. I guess a positive finish for the Falcons, who you know had some rookies. I think maybe this was Desmond Ritter's best game. Tyler Algier was awesome. He's got, he got something there, right? I mean, he's a he's a sledgehammer running between the tackles. Right. I mean, what a year. Kind of speaks to what you're talking about with running backs still. And this is, of course, out there widely. And there's going to be a running back this year out of Texas. Yeah, right, he's going to be a first-round pick. And then they got Tyler Algier in the fifth round out of BYU, and yeah. he goes over a thousand yards. I know. There's just there's so many good ones right now in college football that it's it's hard to justify taking one in the, early on in the draft. But hey, the, the Falcons, I got a lot of respect for them. Seven and ten. I don't think they really were a seven and ten team. I think mm-hmm. that was a team that outcoached their talent on their football team, and I think they're going to have some assets to play with this year to where they can. You know, be a different football team next year. I got a lot of respect for Arthur Smith, what he did there. Tampa, you know, Brady looked good yesterday. Yeah, they got out. They got warm. They moved the ball up and down the field a few times, said, okay, we're good. We're ready for playoff football. Let's rest up in the second half. And they're dangerous. You know, their defense, I still think, is going to be a, a pain in the ass here, right? They're creative. They're well coached. They're healthy, at least. I don't think the Cowboys are just going to be able to line up and just smash it on the Buccaneers and run the ball down their throat. And like we saw here, you know, with the Cowboys a little bit is just that I think people have figured out how they play and you play too much man and too aggressive against Tom Brady. That could, that could be scary. So uh, even though Dallas's record is much better, they are going into their, you know, their home field and Tampa does have a belief still. I think that they think they're better than they actually are. Yeah. And it all kind of kick-started again with those Mike Evans touchdowns when it looked like the Carolina Panthers were yeah. maybe going to win the division. They did not do that, but they bounced back, and they did win their final game in maybe one of the more forgettable games in the NFL this year. 10-7 was the final score. Uh, name one play from this game, Chris. Uh, Devontae Foreman getting in a fight with, Najee, <laughs> with uh, Marcus Davenport. <laughs> no. There you go. That, there you that's go. true. That's the one memorable yeah. moment from this game. Uh, not much offense, but the Panthers found a way to win, and uh, Steve Wilkes doesn't sound like he'll be the guy, but maybe players want him to be the guy. I, either way, I hope he stays on the radar for other teams. Yeah. He's a guy that deserves another chance to be a head coach. He got a shitty raw deal with the Cardinals, and, I mean, are you kidding me? We all wrote them off to die when Matt Rule. They didn't look. I mean, he changed the way they looked as a football team. It was all coaching. A quarter away from winning the division. Exactly right. I mean, really. So uh, a lot of positives there. I would not be mad if they kept him, but he needs to be a guy nonetheless that's in the conversation for other teams looking there. The Panthers, I, I think, are, you know, there are a lot of positive things about their football team. I wouldn't be shocked to see Jim Harbaugh there when all said and done because you know, look at it and go, wait, offensive line is actually kind of good. You know, receivers are good. Wait, running back, okay. You know, we got pretty good group of guys. You know you can add more to the draft that you're talking about, and there's talent on the defense. So, um, and I heard even Sean Payton say, right, didn't he say yesterday, I, I wouldn't cancel out any of the other teams in the NFC South too. I guarantee because he's looking at that team going, they got some things about them that I like. Mm-hmm. Quarterback situation, they got to figure it out for sure. But uh, Panthers – you know there there is some some bright bright spots to look for in the future. Saints, you know they got some work to do. They're an aging team. I think they're going to keep Dennis Allen. Defense was good down the stretch. Defense was really good down the stretch. I mean that was to me is a disappointing part of their team this year. Why weren't they more dominant early on in that first half, first ten games of the year? 
first last five games, you're right, they were un- unbelievable on that side of the ball. Uh, but I, I think there's going to be some changes on that roster in New Orleans when all said and done. Uh, the quarterback for Carolina, it could be your guy, Matt Corral. Remember, you have never given up on one of your guys quicker than you gave up on Matt Corral. Uh, I didn't love the way it looked. I don't in the preseason. I know. I did not like the way it looked. All right, preseason is supposed to be look a little easier. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know what they'll do a quarterback there, and that's going to be very dependent on the head coach. And yeah, there's some options you can see. You can win with Sam Darnold. Um, but he made some dumb interceptions yesterday, too, where you go, oh, is he really the future? Uh, we'll see. But I, I do like a lot of things on that Carolina football team. Pete goes in my ear, more likely to start for their current team in the future. Matt Corral with the Carolina Panthers or Zach Wilson with the New York Jets? Mm. I think I, if you made me bet there, I'd go with Zach Wilson still. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, did you think I was going to go Matt Corral? No, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. Uh, which reminds me, we will get into the uh, draft again here. I'm curious how you will uh, talk about these Quarterbacks yeah, this a lot, year. a lot of guys. To Four talk about. possible first rounders. Yeah, right? I think, and some other guys that are like right on the fringe of that. Or you go, ooh, I like some of them too. I think it's going to be a pretty good class altogether. And you've got to redeem yourself from yes. your evaluation this year. I do. Yeah, it wasn't my best. I know. Um. So okay, that's it. We put a we put a we put a bow. We put a bow in the book. Final regular season playoffs. Game. Playoffs. Bet MGM Wild Card Weekend has begun. We have the lines. They are out. So I think we have them in order of biggest favorite to uh, closest game. The biggest favorite, the Bills, minus 11 against the Dolphins. 49ers, the second biggest favorite, minus 10 versus the Seahawks. Uh, Closest game is the one on our air. Chargers at Jaguars, just uh, one and a half. The away team there is the favorite. The away team Cowboys are also the favorite at Tampa just by three points. Wow. Any of those uh, lines surprising? Vikings favored by three. Vikings favored by three. Mm, I, I can't say that I'm overly surprised by any of them here. Wait, so the the Chargers, Jaguars, who's favored in that one there? Chargers. The Chargers are favorite. Okay. Yeah, road teams favored. Cowboys mm. and Chargers, the two road teams who are favored. Yeah, that's um, it's a really good, interesting matchup there. I do look at the charge uh, the Chargers Jaguars game and go. I think this is a game the Jaguars should be able to run on that Chargers football team. Mm. You know, the Bengals-Ravens line at 6.5, right? I've had some people who, like, are betters who always go, the 6.5 thing means Vegas doesn't know who's going to win the game, right? Uh, that, that's 6.5 and 2.5, and I was always told by some expert betters, yeah. meant Vegas didn't have a feel, right? Because now the touchdown wins right. it, the 2.5, the three field, the, the field goal wins it. But it's a little bit of, like, the game could go either way, and I'm sure that's probably lo- the Lamar aspect of that as well, so. yeah. right? Um, I think the game that if I had to look at one that I actually like out of these spreads right off the bat, I mean, obviously I think the Giants can go to Minnesota and upset them. I, I think I'd probably go with the 49ers and ride the points there Ooh. against the Seattle Seahawks. The 10 points, don't be scared by it. Easy double-digit victory for the 49ers. I like the Bengals because I don't think Lamar, I don't think there's any chance Lamar play. is playing. Yeah. Yeah, but who knows? Baltimore yeah. can make it ugly, and I know that's that's right. Baltimore keep it close. That's right. Run the ball, chew up the clock. We'll see where it goes. The action never stops at Bet MGM. You can sign up now using the bonus code Sims. Your first wager risk free up to one thousand dollars. So say you bet a hundred dollars on the Dolphins to beat the Bills outright. Okay. If you win, you get four hundred dollars. Okay. But if you lose, you still get a hundred dollars worth of free bets, Ahmed. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com, enter the bonus code SIMS to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000, as we said. And that is it. The regular season is done. Get out of here. It's done. Man. 
You're going to put some teams? Uh, no, we're going to do that Wednesday. Wednesday? Yeah, we're going to do it Wednesday. Yeah, okay, put them all good. together. There's a lot. There's a lot. Wednesday you got here. a lot of writing to do. There's some poems. I got to go rhyme.com. Right. You're going to ask rhyme some of zone. the homies to help you out again? Do some of your homework for uh, you? Yeah, they're more than welcome to do that. <laughs> Whenever they want to take some of uh, the heavy lifting away, we will uh, We will allow that. Maybe I'll just put it into uh, chat GPT, the new uh, AI text thing. Just give me a, give me a poem on uh, whoever, Detroit Lions. I we'll just... Boom. I don't even know what you're talking about. What Chat do you mean? GP. What did you just say? Chat GTP. Yeah, GPT. You you type in a like, question and right. it will give you an answer. Wow, really? Uh, yeah, I did not know. You've that. never heard of this? No, never. Right, I'll show. No. I'll show you after the pod. No. I'm as clueless as you are. It's like uh, you with movies. Okay, I don't exactly. know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, this is what I'm spending my time doing. Apparently. talking to computers. Apparently. All right. Well, we're going to be spending more time on Wednesday breaking down these playoff matchups. Yep. I'm going to go back, watch some film. We'll get we'll get to some you know nuance of these games, things to look for. Hopefully, I steered you in the right direction last week with some of the uh, matchups that we saw. Uh, but either way, thanks for listening. Hope everybody's good out there. Enjoy the national championship game oh, tonight. Yeah. Who are you taking? Uh, I'll I'll go with TCU because it'll make Michigan look better if they can run the table. Oh, it's all about that. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, I'm gonna go with Georgia. You know, I think the Big Twelve stinks. Okay. <laughs> Expect some yeah. expect some tweets out there. Are you going to tweet? Are you going to tweet before the no, game? I don't know. I mean, I still want to. I mean, go for it. Well, Why not? Who I cares? got some low blows from a, a guy I used to play with in Oklahoma, and Roy Williams, which I just was like, he got personal on me, uh-huh. and uh-huh. I know that was a BS move by him. Okay, right? And like, listen, this is the first time the Big 12's won a game in the college football playoff era. Yeah, it wasn't that crazy of a comment by me. There's 50 people in the NFL from the Big 12. There's 360 something from the SEC. See, here we go. There's 250-something from the Big Ten. There you go. The Big 12 is not good. Good job, TCU. Way to get here. Yeah. Way to make the Big 12 relevant for the I, first I time. I think we can tweet again. I, I think I'm, you can tweet. I'm, I think I'm going to get tonight. I just don't want to get yelled at by my bosses. All right? <laughs> All right, everybody. Be good. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the national championship game. Amin and I will be back on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Morgan will be here, too, with yep. a new sweatshirt. Yep. Clap it up. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.